It's October, which means it's spooky time here. It's pretty much spooky time everywhere. It was definitely a spooky day today when Instagram went down and we put the fear of God into each other. We saw humanity at its basest for a quick <laughs> moment. Mark, how the fuck are you? I'm doing terrible. <laughs> You're doing terrible? Oh, no. Why? Well, I've been shitting my pants for like eight days in a row. Oh, my God. That's not a bit yeah. either. Mark yeah. has really yeah. been sick. Do not make chili out of all your expired food and then eat it. <laughs> That's a good PSA for this. That's a good your PSA. Your ass will kill you. So, um, so, oh, so, guy, so as you guys can hear, uh, it's not just a spooky episode; it's a spoopy episode. We're, we're pooping everywhere, but also we've got some fun bits. You just heard our new creepy theme song at the top. We're gonna be doing only spooky or horror wrecks for our get wrecks all month long, and we're gonna have surprise guests like the one we have tonight. You know him. You love him. You ask for him. Mister Suspicious, aka Andrew, is back. Hi. Wait, who, who in the right mind is asking for me? I want to I, like, <laughs> I like to think that you have that one amazing. dedicated fan who just sort of is calmly going through your Instagram, printing out pictures of your cosplay, cutting your face out. And, and that them, fan they're drawing, is Asbot. They're drawing, is they're Asbot, yeah. gently drawing X's over my eyes like, yes, he'll be back on the podcast soon. Yes. Oh, an- another Marvel movie. Time for Mr. Suspicious <laughs> to come out to play. I'm his, I'm his biggest dedicated fan. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's back. It wouldn't and be yet. a show without... Um. I was wondering, um, what's the recommended amount of dedicated wham I should have? The Zerber. Yes, our de- our own very own dedicated wham, Andrew. Mr. Z- Andrew, how the fuck are you? Isn't New York Comic Con coming up soon? What's going uh, on with you in New York Comic Con? Oh my goodness, let me tell you. I don't know if you guys are having the same exact experience, but all of a sudden September ended and my life went fast forward. It's like everything at the same time, decided to say, we're going to all do things. Like, everybody's going to plan parties, and we're going to have, like, shindigs going on. And New York Comic Con is uh, arguably the largest going on in October. That is this coming weekend. Um, However, we're a little... All of us that are going are a little leery, not only for the, the safety and precautions that we have to take, but because... They literally are canceling people left and right that are showing up. I don't, I don't know. Wait, what canceling happened. like they're canceling their appearance because of no, COVID it, stuff, or they're canceled because they're like canceled because of Twitter. Uh, actually, <laughs> you canceled. Actually, um, what it's a we're going to say. Both. So what we're we're uh, this is a funny story to to, to tap into, um, but apparently that there's a little of both of that happening. Most of it is COVID related, and so there's vendors leaving left and right. And oh there's people that were announced as, as appearing, and lo and behold, they're all of a sudden saying, we can't appear, and Reed Poppy's like, no refunds! You cannot possibly get a refund! And so people are trying to, to to sell their tickets left and right, 
But in addition to canceling because of COVID, there's other people that are getting canceled in general, such as Ric Flair, who recently appeared oh, on no. a oh, documentary. Oh, no. No uh, call, them, there's man. a documentary series called The Dark Side of the Ring. It's for the layperson that doesn't really watch wrestling at all. But the whole premise of that show is to kind of show you the weird, creepy, behind-the-stuff scenes. Behind-the-scenes stuff. I, I said that in the wrong order when I fixed it. Um, behind I like behind-the-stuff the scenes. Like, yeah, behind-the-stuff scenes. Behind-the-stuff scenes. I love scenes. seeing stuff scenes. That's what we're missing from the new <laughs> uh, digital I mean, That's why you're getting canceled. Media. You've been doing all that behind-the-stuff scenes. <laughs> Which also... <laughs> Thinking of thinking of like knockoff names, this is like the knockoff phrasing thing. There, I saw a store in the mall the other day. We're too poor to afford Build a Bear in my mall, so we have Make a Friend. Oh no! Oh, that's very creepy. That's almost like the uh, the good guy dolls from Child's Play, right? You make your best buddy. Just make, make good guys. Uh, but yeah, so Ric Flair appeared on this documentary, and it was Uh-oh. there was a, a a particular incident called the plane ride from hell. And it was apparently a very raunchy, very uh, not work appropriate for any context, even back in the 80s when everyone was horribly inappropriate to each other. Oh, my God. So there's lots of nudity, lots of... You've heard of hell in a cell. Well, we've got the plane ride from hell. He's got an airplane chair. He's smashing it over his head. Um, what was he doing? Was it he, like a... apparently he was he was nude for a large portion of the flight? And he was doing this in front of the air flight attendants and such, um, just forcing them to be like like stand literally right next to him and cornering them and stuff. And oh my just god! A lot of, yeah, like a lot of inappropriate stuff. That and so basically, rape. I don't I don't think I've ever gotten an erection on an airplane. I don't know how you would get an <laughs> erection or maintain one on an airplane. Matt, I so you're not I got to be. Of the Mile High Club or whatever. I gotta be I'm honest. I really <laughs> thought the way that you were going, you're saying I never got an erection from a story before, but uh, they described this. Rick, this Rick well, I mean, we've, we've still got plenty of time. I could get an erection but, here. I'm yeah, not on so, an airplane. So the thing is, that's why his camera's so tilted up. <laughs> gotta tilt this back here. It, it starts like tilting up more throughout. The, <laughs> it's just hitting the bottom of his desk and tilting his desk back. Um, but yeah, so Here's Rick Flair. <laughs> Watch it happen anyway. We all know you have three um, arms. <laughs> you like So yeah, Ric Flair's like I, I, like out of the picture, and so it's just like it. It goes to show you that, you know, it it uh, don't anybody ever celebrate their heroes because lo and behold, somebody somewhere is gonna find the shit about them, bring it to light, and you're gonna hate everything about them. So hopefully nobody ever cancels. You know, whenever I think of Comic Con, I'm like, don't ever cancel Nathan Fillion. He just seems like such a nice he's, guy. He or has he already like been canceled? Nice, no, he's, he probably has murdered so many people. <laughs> Nathan Killian. <laughs> Nathan Killian. <laughs> the Canadian butcher. I mean, even Nathan fun, Killian. Fun fact: Back in the day, they even tried before a cancel culture existed. Before this whole the whole the whole concept of cancel culture existed, they even tried to throw Mister Rogers under the bus. Mr. Oh, that's Rogers. right. But wasn't that because they they were trying to um, be like he's gay and he's around your kids, the gay and the kids, the gay kids? Uh, and also, that what they were trying was, to do? He was. They were also trying to instill self worth in certain groups. They did not want to instill self worth in. It literally was that. Oh, because I can't think of any kinder soul 
and, oh, yeah. and more woke per before the woke was a thing i feel like mr rogers is like the most woke person ever like oh, yeah. he's having the black mailman come over and take a swim in his pool he's well, inviting he everybody his, over for the, dinner the big thing about that was he apparently had him come over hang out in the, the little paddle pool and he washed his feet for him yes and that's that was it apparently yes, the that was a big deal behind it that was a very big deal for that and so they tried to cancel him because of that, and I'm like, dude, wow, foot washing service, yes, please, thank you. That's <laughs> no, what happened. Great. They're yeah, like Nathan right? Fillion like will wash your feet here at Comic Con. <laughs> Don't cancel him though. It's just a weird Canadian thing that he likes to do. <laughs> he likes to get in there in between your toeses. <laughs> hey, speaking of inappropriate foot baths and Nick Rick Rick Fla- Nick Flair Rick Flair <laughs> Nick Flair is Rick Flair's always nude brother. Nick, oh Nick, come on. <laughs> Uh, let's turn Assbot on. Here we go. Assbot, wake your ass up. Assbot online. Suppressing offensive comments. Oh, great, it's you guys. Aspot, I just want to quickly call out our buddy Heath, who composed our new spooky theme for October. He also composed this Aspot theme. Aspot's a little upset that he didn't get a new uh, theme, Halloween theme. I think he's been a little mad. Aspot, are you mad about not having your own Halloween theme song? Happy Halloween, fuckface! Okay, well, that tells us everything we need to <laughs> I know. I didn't hear anything of his introduction except, like, two... No, no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a oh, sound- <laughs> oh, no. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. It is a spoopy episode, and I was very scared just now. <laughs> it is a spoopy episode. They're like, if Ric Flair's flaccid penis wasn't scary enough, we're it, going to hit you with fact, practical difficulties. The fact that Mark is being visited by ghosts of Aspot past. Uh, <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah, when, the, when the clock strikes one, you'll shit your britches. That's why I'm wearing all brown. <laughs> uh, so really quick, before we get into our review, I did want to quickly call out, because we are a movie show. A lot of people, you know, they do a lot of different things in pop culture. We're specifically a movie show, and I feel like we need to cover this or talk about it, even if it's just for a moment. Uh, I burped. The <laughs> the Union, what which is um, <laughs> the Union, which uh, everybody has sort of decided uh, we are pronouncing Ayatsi, which is the uh, the crew, the crew members, the below-the-line crew on movies. These are people like your gaffers, your grips, your electricians, uh, camera department. They're part of a union called Ayatsi. They have been uh, threatening a strike uh, to bring Hollywood to its fucking knees, and they have decided they're going to do it. They're going to strike. Um, apparently, uh, the studios have until tomorrow morning to... Um, make things right, give it to their demands or whatever. But if not, uh, we are on the precipice of a real Hollywood strike that's going to bring Hollywood to its fucking knees and productions are going to halt. And I felt like I just wanted to quickly cover this and tell you people at home, thank God we've got a glut of entertainment now because it might be like, remember when the writer's strike happened in 2007 and there was weirdly like all these movies that were half finished and then like actors were having to come up with the rest of the script because the writers <laughs> had to walk. Well, there ain't going to be no fucking, you, you can't hand Daniel Craig a, C, a fucking C-stand or like something for him to do because he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So these crew members are all going to walk. Um, I think it's great for them. I think anytime anybody can can uh, stand up for the working man to demand something from the people that they work for, I think it's fucking awesome. Uh, but I hope it doesn't last too long, selfishly, because I don't want 
there be uh, to be a, a a big blockage in the movies that I get. Keep keep on entertaining me, but good luck in your strike, Mark. Any 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 opinion on the IATSE strike? Well, I guess I know a lot of my friends are part of it, so I will stand in solidarity with them. Hell yeah! I think we have a we have a um, mutual buddy of ours from Pratt. Um, oh, yeah. Evan is probably part of yeah. that whole crew. So we stand with you guys in solidarity, as Mark says. Mr. Suspicious, any comment there on the IATSE strike? <laughs> I have nothing that's significantly stronger than either either of you could put in because you guys have far more experience in the film world than I do. But by all means, I am I know that there's a ton of work and a ton of effort that goes on that we don't see. It's not just a visual product at the end. There is so many circumstances and elements that go into movie making. So I 100% support those people getting the fair treatment and the the things that they deserve out of their movie making experiences. So I 100% support whatever they want to do. Fuck yeah. Well, well said. <laughs> Andrew, you sounded like a politician. He did. He did that you really well. Like me like, to do the amazing. politician point. I just, I expected like a Chiron to appear on <laughs> No, I expected it to Andrew cut away represents the to another lady <laughs> who was like, that was Senator Suspicious. Uh, you just heard him weigh in on the IATSE strike, the upcoming strike. He'll be uh he'll be available at New York Comic Con this weekend. He'll be cosplaying <laughs> as a Viking. Number three, four, two. <laughs> you can find him. He'll be the gentleman dressed as a Viking. Can you? I would love if he a politician dressed as a Viking at some. Well, oh, it's, I didn't even mean. I, I totally revealed to what you're dressing up for. At well, New York. is that okay? That's no, that's perfectly fine. So I've I've been like like I I had a thing this past weekend that it was like a little Halloween shindig. I, in less than 24 hours, in fact, I built the whole thing in less than two. Um, it, I, I, I just came together, it came together with a, with a Viking outfit and people seem to really like it. And it I looks say, badass. Oh, it looks like it does. It looks badass. And so I was like, okay, um, I always dress as Green Arrow for pretty much everything. And I was planning on doing Green Arrow both days, but let me tell you. One of the weirdest issues to have with that is the fact that I only have I have a specific undershirt that I wear that's sewn in a specific way so that it works with the whole outfit. So trying to find a laundromat that I can use over like in a, t- a very tight time frame and then get all my clothing back for the next day, it's just a weird problem to have. It's yeah, a that's weird a, issue. Yeah. So fortunately <laughs> enough, now I'll just have. Two different outfits for two different days. So Friday, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the Viking on Friday. And then I don't have, I accidentally called it Viking 1. And now people won't let me live it down. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> his name is just Viking 1. Viking wow. 1. Vi- Viking Force 1. Like <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> They're airdropping me patch, in. Like a very military patch, please. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> you just see like they see something flying out of the sky. It smashes into the parking lot. The dust c- clears, and then you see me stand up out of the middle of it, and it's that's a badass entrance for you. Would love to coordinate that, but uh, I'd get all my shit confiscated by security. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, well, at New York Comic Con, <laughs> I'm sure you're going to see plenty of Deadpool's and Spider Men. Oh do you God. think you'll see any Venoms? Uh, actually, yes, I do think that Venom is going to make a comeback, and believe it or not. This is this is just I have no basis of this, but I think that the Sam Raimi Spider-Man three Venom is going to be there a lot, because nice. I think there is a weird res- there's a weird resurgence of how much people like Spider-Man three. 
there's just a lot of people that are just it, it's all of a sudden they've come out of the woodwork and they're like no it is a movie that stands on its own it's amazing <laughs> and so i love that, that movie that's the thing it's i'm a one lot of those people, people. It, although i liked I'm, it from the beginning so we should be out there snacking on bad guys i am a predator i need to be free you have got to get control of your aggression or you will get hauled off into area 51. you live in my body you live by my rules i'm sorry i don't know what came over me please let me fix it so i can bring it again are a loser. Funny enough that we are talking Spider-Man 3 because um, to tie it into Venom, the movie reviewing this week is Venom Let There Be Carnage. And there were a couple things, not only uh, Spider-Man-ish, uh, but there were a couple things that reminded me of direct things from Raimi's Spider-Man 3, uh, particularly the bit where uh, Peter has to use the bell to shock the symbiote off of um, Topher Grace in that movie, Eddie Brock. Um, but I was like, huh, that's kind of an interesting choice that they went again. The ending set piece of Venom Let There Be Carnage is basically inside of a giant Tim Burton end of Batman cathedral. And he's using the bell as a weapon. And it's the same exact thing. The frequency like starts to knock the symbiote off. And I was like, wow, that was a kind of a bold move, especially because as you're saying, Venom from Spider-Man 3 is kind of coming back into popularity a little bit. Um, so I think that's a good segue into Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Since I didn't do the bit at the top, I'll do it really quick here. It's directed by Andrew Circus, Andy Circus to his friends. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Serkis, better known as a mocap actor. You know him as Gollum. You know him as Caesar from the Apes movies. But did you also know he's a director? Uh, he's made a couple movies, none of them any good except for this one. Um, he made Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle, which was like a mocap uh, Jungle Book movie. But he unfortunately had the... It was really unfortunate timing because it came out at the same time as John Favreau's Jungle Book, which was like beloved. Uh <laughs> And I think it went direct to Netflix, and then it kind of died on the vine. You might actually still be able to go watch Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle did, did on Netflix. Did you watch it, by the way? I did not. I, I, I stopped my Jungle Book experience after seeing the Jungle Book live-action remake, which, as a side note, thought was fantastic. I thought it was great. Yeah, and I'm then, right there like, with you. I like John Favreau's movie. And then movie. pretty much every single one of the other, they're like, this was great! It turned out great! Let's do it again! And then it's like, everything else sucked. It's like yeah, that's yeah. The, good, the good one and everything else sucked. I liked Favreau's <laughs> Jungle Book. You know which one I liked too? There was a live action Jungle Book in 1994 with Jason Scott Lee, who's in Soldier, and he also oh, played Bruce yeah. Lee in Dragon the Bruce Lee Story. That's a really fun one too, um, just because it's fun to see the concept, but this is like when it was still a novel thing to see a live action version of an animated movie and there was no fucking CG. So like the real Mowgli's having to fight real snakes and run from real Panthers and shit. It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, I haven't seen it in probably 20 years, but um, I remember back in the day, it was a very exciting adventure movie. Uh, so maybe it's, maybe it's worth a shot. I think it's probably on Disney plus, yeah, um, but, but it didn't include a Christopher Walken singing Ooby Doo. I want you, woo, woo, woo. Oh, man, I need to That's see how he this does movie it. now. You haven't seen the movie? No, I haven't. And Please. he says, you know that part I'm, when he I'm says, I'm a fan you. When he says, give me the fire man cup, he goes, give me that fire man cup. He, like, really I'm, plays into it. 
I am telling you, <laughs> I'm really telling you, man. It, I, I'm not exaggerating. I unironically love the movie. I went to see it at, like at a at a whim in the theater, and I was like, "Holy hell, this is great! This was fantastic." Did you see so, it um, in 3D? I remember the 3D IMAX was like the real crazy version. I, of I it. did. I really, and it was just like, and, and the thing is, I still can't believe like 90% of the film is CG because the yeah. CG is so well done like the animals look real and it's just so weird and bang on casting it's not stunt casting like bill murray as baloo is fucking a stroke of genius right christopher walken as king louis a stroke of genius then you compare it to favreau's lion king where it's like clearly stunt casting for twitter it's like beyonce's in the movie because she's got (laughs) a lot of followers and you know who else is in the movie other tiktokers because (laughs) that's what we're doing now like how you think Beyonce's a TikToker. <laughs> They're all TikTokers. They're all TikTokers nowadays. Yeah, yeah TikToker TikTokers. and occasionally sings at the Super Bowl. So you know, like that's but that's the side gig. So this the was TikTok. my first. This was my first real experience with Andy Serkis as a director, and um, I thought, you know, usually when you have these actor turned directors who haven't done much, you know, their movies feel like very stagey and flat, and like close up, close up. I'm very into the acting, even though it's a superhero movie. I'm not worrying so much about the set pieces. Boy, oh boy, I'm just gonna come out and say it. Um, I had a lot of fun with Venom. Let there be carnage. I had as much fun, and I should state. And I'll let Mark speak to his side of this, but um, I saw the first Venom with Mark and we, I think, both fully expected it to suck. And we came away having so much fun with it, I think, because our expectations were on the floor. And it was kind of funny because it was like such a weird other end of the spectrum for that experience for the sequel, because I went in with high expectations because of how dumb fun the first Venom was. And I was like, there's no way that they're going to even come close to how how accidentally maybe they slipped into like getting Venom so right. And boy, they really did. I have to hand it uh, to Andy Serkis and Tom Hardy, who apparently has a fucking story credit. He's like coming up with story bits for Venom now. Um, I really enjoyed the fuck out of it. I, I did. I think these movies are fun. I, I, I like that they don't pretend or aspire to be anything else. They are literally just telling you, we're a stupid Venom movie. We know what people want to see. We'd like to have fun and poke fun at the character. Tom Hardy's down to be weird. And we're going to get Venom like fighting other cool Todd McFarlane-y looking villains. Um, I really liked it. Mark, where did you come out on Venom? Let there be carnage. This sounds like we're wrapping it up. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I want to know your thoughts. I want to know your thoughts. Here, wait, so let, me set, guys let, me, uh, <laughs> let me set the stage. Let me set the stage for Mark to come in. Here we go, Mark. Here we go. Venom. <laughs> Mark, give me a couple bars on this. Yeah, wait, are we going to get canceled? <laughs> they come after us for that. I just like that he says Venom about 90 times. In no, this he song. actually Venom, does not. Venom, Venom. He really doesn't. I wait, looked wait, up wait. the lyrics. He does not sing Venom a thousand times. It's he the doesn't. way he pronounces a bunch of different words and phrases, but he does not say Venom over and over again. <laughs> wait, and wait, I, thought, I thought that was the funniest thing. Hey. 
That sounded like 80 Venoms. It's not. <laughs> it's, no, it's not. That's, by the way, that's the name of my Anchor Bay Kung Fu movie, 80 Venoms. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, let me see. Let me. Uh, let me it's a guy with a tattoo. Let's do a dramatic reading. A dramatic reading a, of Eminem's uh, uh, Venom lyrics. Uh, it is Oh, do you Venom. have any like, fancy classical music, like I'm, the harpsichord? Oh, please. I could, I could find please. some. Oh, please. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah, just put, Hang put on. in like 12 hours of harpsichord music or something like that. Okay, here we follow. go. Here we go. Oh, God. Excellent. Ahem. A dramatic reading. <laughs> wow, this is. I feel like I've this gone is back. Sad. In time. <laughs> we needed like pretentious harpsichord. <laughs> it's coming. Harp well, is coming. Oh no, harpsichord. Harpsichord. Like the, oh, harpsichord. You know that plinky bullshitty. That goddamn like plinky that bullshit. That goddamn plinky bullshit. <laughs> Is that old yeah, some school people have. shit piano? Oh, there you go. There you go. There we go. <laughs> Harpsichord. Perfect. Mr. Suspicious doing a dramatic reading so of Eminem's Venom lyrics. I will read, I will read the, the primary chord, yes, which is what everybody thinks. He says, Venom, 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 several more times Venom. But he actually says, Ahem. Venom. <laughs> I got that adrenaline momentum. And I'm not known when I'm ever going to slow up and I'm ready to snap at any moment. I'm thinking it's time to go get him. They ain't gonna know what hit him when they get bit with the venom. I got that adrenaline momentum, and I'm not knowing when I'm ever gonna slow up and I'm ready to snap. At any moment, I'm thinking it's time to go get him. They ain't gonna know what hit him when, when, when they get bit with the venom. Dude. Thank you very kindly. Wait, oh first God, off, fucking amazing job, Andrew. That was Bravo. so good, but also I think you did miss about eighty venoms in there. <laughs> you may have just you kind of your eye maybe venoms. went over a couple venoms there at the end. I think you missed a couple. You missed it where it says times one thousand after that first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Venom, 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 go get them. And you know I'm gonna let them. I went to the track and made some venoms, and I'm gonna. And the oh, presidential venoms, they're gonna vet that guy. And, <laughs> and you better go get him. I went to the. <laughs> this was a very fun deviation. I'm not gonna lie. I'm very happy with how this has gone. <laughs> Holy shit. So, uh, Andrew, maybe yeah. since. Uh, since you're hey, I just off... got fucking skipped over. Motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, Mark. <laughs> Mark, uh, how did you feel? About <laughs> Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I have to say that the first one's definitely better. But this one is just a nice continuation of an already fun story. But I kind of wish that that love story played out a bit more and had a proper conclusion instead of them just dying separately. And I thought it was... What was that one part that I was stupid that I didn't like about it? Yeah, at the end, he's like, I just want... He's like, talks to Eddie Brock, and he's like, I just wanted you to be my friend. What? That oh, yes. Woody Harrelson. That was yes. Dumb. The Cletus yeah. Cassidy character. Cletus. Cletus Cassidy. Um, so I didn't... Yeah, I didn't like... I didn't like that, because the whole thing was him breaking out his girlfriend, who is like the light in this blah, blah, blah. But then his last words is like, I just wanted you to be my friend, Eddie Brock. Huh? Eh? 
Yeah, that was a little weird. But did, yeah, what did you think sense. of Woody oh, Harrelson the other stupid in the thing role? That I hate, by the way, the other stupid thing that I hate is whenever some like organic creature can stick their fingers into like USB sockets and then get the information that they need. That was so. Stupid. Apparently, that's right out of the comics. Um, I know I'll, it's so. Fucking I don't know. A- Andrew dumb, may have though, conflicting information, but I actually yeah, looked yeah. that up after the movie. And I was like, people are definitely going to be cool. complaining about that part where Carnage accesses the internet with his tendrils or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, that's like directly taken from the comic. And I'm sure it's, it's such an easy out to find, you know, totally. Know, it, it and I'm sure so when the comic came out in the 90s, goofy. it was like it was like a little more acceptable and like very cool and weird. Like, ooh, he's hacking with his biological. <laughs> he's hacking limbs and hacking computers. <laughs> oh, thank you. But uh, please kill me. I, I kind of was like, you know, again, and I don't know that if this is like a backhanded compliment, it's not meant to be, but like, it was just kind of perfectly stupid for this perfectly stupid movie. It was like, of course. I honestly wish they kept his fucking hair, though. If it's if it's going stupid, I was like, please keep his original hair. Oh, his wig the from left. the end of the first yeah. Venom? I did miss his hair. He has great Sideshow Bob hair at the end of his big scene. So and he also gets his hair cut really weird in this. Yeah, he gets the comb front. Yeah, what was up with that hair <laughs> choice? It was very weird. By the, oh, very in answer to your query, I did like his performance. I thought he was awesome. He brought a lot to the character. I yeah, I also liked the inclusion. Like, there's just something kind of inherently fun. I know a lot of people online were kind of bitching about. Um, they were like, Carnage is meant, you know, uh, Cletus and Carnage are really not meant to be two halves. You know, or they're supposed to, they're meant to be two halves of a whole. Like, they're supposed to be truly symbiotic uh, because they're both killers and they love violence. Um, and, of course, they had to kind of PG-13 that down. And so the choice was made here to have Woody Harrelson sort of be at odds a little bit with Carnage just because of the whole thing with his girlfriend being the... What's her what's her character name? Sonic? Or Shriek? I think oh, yeah. What was Shriek. Shriek. Yeah. Uh, by She's the way, I Sonic have to scream. say that... She that character was really cool, and they did a really good job of making that seem threatening and not like goofy. Yes, screaming. I, I, I also like wish, how they like, prepped her when she first does it. I was like, "Holy shit, that was amazing!" Yeah, I also like the lengths they went to to prep her cell, like all the different layers of glass and the separation, and how like the guys had the special like, ear implants, like shoved yeah. in places. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you're our guest of honor this week. What did you? Uh, I guess let's let's get your take a little bit on the first Venom. Did you like it, and how did that inform your opinion of Venom too? Well, the first Venom, I kind of went in the same way that you guys did, where you didn't really have much expectation. It's sort of one of those characters that I feel is just really hard to have on screen that doesn't feel somehow stupid. Like you, you know, you could read it in a comic, but comics are just its own its own little world. And so when I want, I'm thinking, oh god it's going to be on screen it's going to be terrible and then it ended up being surprisingly entertaining it was just very fun it wasn't this deep you know every marvel movie seems to have some sort of odd thread and deep dramatic situations i mean see see uh what it, uh, avengers endgame where you have captain america superimposed in the background willing to fist fight an entire army and they showing like this jesus ray beaming down on him <laughs> amazing scene cool but again it's sort of like wow okay a little heavy venom is just sort of goofy and fun and they made it an approachable film to watch and and a good way to introduce him into the marvel cinematic universe so i really like the first one and i was expecting more of the same in the second movie and lo and behold it 
it fit that bill just right. I will say the one thing that, uh, sorry, there's two things that, that, that sort of stick out in my mind. One is that this was at a quite a breakneck pace. There was a lot, there was, it was very fast. It was a very fast movie, which is not necessarily bad, but there are certain things I wish they had a little more, uh, they, they had a little bit more nuance and, and they dra dragged like maybe a little bit of the story out in certain spots, just because I would want to know maybe like Cletus's background a bit more or something, you know. They, they played up that he was kind of crazy, but they didn't play up just how crazy he was and how how much bloodlust he had and everything. And the other thing is I had sometimes un difficulty understanding what some of the characters were saying, particularly the, 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 the uh, like Venom and, and Carnage, because they had that distortion. Oh, yes. So they sometimes I'd be listening to them, and they'd be doing these witticisms and having these back-and-forth witty conversations. I'm like, I, I'm missing half the... I don't know what's happening. I don't know what... Ah, 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 funny they're things are happening. They're both mumbling at each other. Yeah, I think Aspot... Aspot has an example. Aspot, pull up a Venom line for us. Like a turd in the wind. Oh, yes, like a turd in the wind. It's famous line. See, like, even with those, even with those, like, lines that are blatantly, like, written by a 12-year-old, I love them. I unironically like both of these movies. I, I, I think this scratched the itch for me that F9, that I wanted F9 to. Like, I was ready for the Fast and Furious camp and the guys going to space and shit. And it was so heavy-handed because of Vin Diesel's Jesus complex <laughs> that they kind of forgot to have fun. And Venom, thank Christ, remembers to, like just have fun like i know that this is totally anecdotal but in my screening it was loaded with kids by the way apparently kids love venom i guess it's like deadpool where oh, you don't yeah. expect I kids to turn had, up like, they had tons ton of, of kids. kids tons of fucking kids <laughs> i mean to be very frank his character design is something like if you went up to a little kid and said draw cool cool but not fully good character like draw the anti-hero that you could think of they'd be like all right he's got Chaotic a lot of teeth. good he's got big muscles and he's got a long tongue, and he's got these cool eyes, and like he fits that bill right down to the down to a T. They're like, and then all the villains kind of look like him, except <laughs> one guy's kind of spiny, and the other guy's a different color. Which guy? The other guy arms. looks like a giant cuddle puddle. <laughs> um, yeah, I. It's funny. This scratched that campy itch for me. Like, I like that these movies again. They don't have these lofty aspirations, and that that I think is a, a nice sort of tie in so we're gonna we're gonna spoil shit as you as we already have and you guys know that we spoil things but um we didn't do our intro where i say hey spoilers but hey i'm gonna do it right Oops. now just because we're <laughs> about to say the the end credits the mid credits scene because um this is this is the only thing i came away a little nervous with and this is the thing that everybody's talking about it's the thing that like people who aren't even interested in the movie or don't like the movie they have been talking about online there have been fucking articles written about it already of course because people have to fucking sell ads um and i love spider-man this is coming from a spider-man movie fan um i don't know how i feel i knew eventually these movies were going to cross over uh with the mcu but i'm a little worried now per actually what what andrew said right you gave that amazing example of Endgame over dramatizing every little fucking nuance, right? I don't want my Venom flavor to get overly serious. I do think it's cool that Venom's gonna cross over with Spider-Man. It had to happen at some point. And I do think it might be a bit of a fake out. I think it might be like a, 
I guess because of that new Spider-Man movie, Doctor Strange is going to mix the multiverse, going to do some shit. I think it might just be a one-off quickie, like, in one universe, Venom knows who Spider-Man is, and they fight each other, and there's Tom Hardy. But that's not really how we're going to leave it. Or it could leave the back door open for them to say, fuck it. Venom is a huge success. Uh, By the way, we should say this is now the highest grossing opening weekend of any post-pandemic movie. It made $90 in in a week. It beat Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi did 80 this beat wow. it 90. So these movies are like bona fide successes. Work, <laughs> it did. They brought him back too, right? I want to watch uh, that Venom. <laughs> and then money, we're going to get them. And we're going to collect them. And yeah, like they're, they're going to make the money. And they made the money. It's like, I'm afraid of them now taking that and being like, this is successful. Marvel sees success. We're going to take this successful thing. And we're going to put our Marvel shit in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you guys think about the mid credit scene? Oh wow, we're we're done with the fucking movie already? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's I just thought I just thought it was Christ. like it was just no, like no, no, no. It was just like an organic way to bring it up because we were talking about Spidey, we were talking about Marvel and sort of, you know, this seems like an organic point to just quickly it get this like out of the way. It feels like it's the Lord of the, the third Lord I of the Rings movie where they had like it. six false endings. And you're like, that's, that's right. Oh uh, no, it's not done yet. Okay, we're, we're jumping still around. About That's it. how we do it on the show. <laughs> we're getting right to the good business. The mid-credit scene. Uh so the mid-credit scene, I'm I'd be I'm I'm super excited about that. The the Multiverse of Madness is probably one of my biggest anticipated films I I've had in a while just because it sort of fulfills that fantasy of every comic book. They they always they have except for the fact that the Avengers is this, you know, it's supposed to be the big central piece of this is the crossover. This is we don't cross the crossover. This is the only crossover we have. It's just nice to kind of have this concept that these characters in the comics interact all the time venom is a huge part of the spider-man universe so the fact that they're even alluding to the fact of of him showing up and i don't know if he's gonna hate him i don't know if he's gonna be the anti-hero <laughs> you're gonna hate him <laughs> you're gonna hate him matt's over here like mm, this arsenic doesn't taste exactly like i like my venom untainted thank you i do so, <laughs> I do. But I think No it's, taint in my venom, please. I think, oh, God. <laughs> oh, venom taint? Can you imagine? That's a terrible X-Man superpower. My my taint is venomous. <laughs> my taint is venomous. <laughs> it's very hard for me to maneuver to position to sting you. <laughs> but, Jesus Christ. But if, if it sucks. does. All you guys manage to dodge the taint venom, but Phil has a bunch of taint venom around his chin. Is there something you want to tell us? Something you want to tell Hey, no. wait a second. He's sitting in everyone's lap for some reason. <laughs> uh, but no, I think it's going to be, I think it'll be fun. I, I think that they've they've got enough of the Marvel formula down and they have proven that they can do crossovers well enough that we can incorporate all these different characters and still have a movie that makes sense. Although before, uh, Mark, we, we, we hop over to your opinion of that i just want to say with the with the multiverse of madness situation i don't think that that is our doctor strange that's my speculation <laughs> you think that's someone posing as do- or you think it's dark doctor strange i think it is someone posing as doctor strange because think about how doctor strange had been like before holy hell he was so unwilling he was so unwilling to to do anything that would modify time or the outcomes or of anything. 
I don't know what Mar- Mark is Why losing is Mark, his shit. Mark, Mark is has losing lost his, his mind. Maybe you Mark? shouldn't be smoking while are we're doing okay? this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, sorry. Uh, I'm not, like, I don't follow comic book as much as you guys. <laughs> so, no, he was talking like, about the movie. He was talking about multiverse oh, events where, where Dr. Strange. Yeah, yeah. You know what I think it was? Were you getting, were you getting sort of, sort of caught up on him winking at him? Like the no, wink? A lot no, of people no, took that no, wink as just, like, uh, he's bad. When, see, when you hear the, uh, the, uh. The theories come out, and shit's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh. What well, Mark's really a... doing is mocking us. He nerd thinks we're nerds. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mark is Thank laughing you. at our good nerd Well, this is going to be my last appearance, guys, so I hope you enjoy. <laughs> no, yeah. no. no, Mark. No, it's not. Mark. It's not. Andrew, it's no, us. please, please. <laughs> when you're Aspod, quickly, Aspod, no. help us. The, the, the delivery of, like... Oh. I, don't, I don't think this is our uh, Doctor Strange, and then you pointed. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you can hear us at home, Mark, Mark finds this really hilarious. I think what happened was he started pointed at us and was making fun of us, nerding out about something. Andrew, please continue, because I want to know what you were going to say. I, th- that, I basically did say the whole thing. The whole premise of that. <laughs> oh, was, well, good going, Mark. God. Was, uh, <laughs> Mark yeah, is a fan. I don't think the long and Shang-Chi all over again. Can't get any Asian guests. The, 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 the Doctor Strange in the trailers is not the, is not the same character or it's somebody posing as Doctor Strange because it's just... It's like, <laughs> Dude, Mark, what is going on he cannot, over there? Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, I'm gonna double down really quick and tell you that in the in the new What If, there there has been revealed a dark Doctor Strange. Did oh, you see I, that one? Are I you watching? Not, no, I'm oh, not shit, watching I'm anything. Sorry. That's okay. I mean, it's not like I'm like I, I, I it's not gonna, I, I can have something spoiled for me that I'm not watching. I'm not actively yeah. watching. So it, yeah, they've revealed a dark Doctor Strange, and a lot of people are thinking there may be some real world crossover with the multiverse of madness that maybe if there is a doctor strange that not all if it's not our doctor strange it could be a dark doctor strange or it could be someone posing as doctor strange mark why are you I, we should just we should just mark move this on is nerd bias because he's just never gonna stop until we stop no, mark you hit us with you nerd bias What's the what's the racial profiling version of nerd profiling? Hey, I'm not quite sure of the actual official terminology of that. Mark, Mark, Mark is 100 literally into that. Mark is pointing and laughing at us, dude. Mark is pointing and fucking laughing at us right now. Hey, Mark, what did you think of the mid credit scene? I was just about to say I'm not really a nerd, so I don't like. It doesn't matter. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, do you guys like football? <laughs> Andrew has punched a hole in the wall. Oh um, so I also right. now I want to wow. jump back. So now that we got our mid credits thing out of the way and Mark has fully <laughs> made fun of us, um, I was right there with you, Andrew. FYI, I liked hearing your weird Doctor Strange <laughs> oh, theory because I think you might be onto something. Oh, but at the that. risk of Mark chatting out <laughs> on us, <laughs> uh, we'll move on. 
I did like one thing I wanted to bring up in this new Venom movie that I think they did well. And because I was like, oh, it's going to be more of the same. It's going to be a lot of like Eddie being nervous about something. Right. And Venom basically like goading him into something like when he says, pussy. Like when he's like, you know, you're going to jump pussy, whatever. Right. But I, I like that it was such a novel idea to treat it like a breakup movie. I really oh, yeah. liked yeah. them sort of going through the motions and seeing Venom kind of out on his own. Although one thing See, the movie doesn't address was that Venom is clearly just like using people's bodies and killing them because he's eating them up to jump from person to person so he could be on his own. Um, yeah, he slaughtered a lot of people. He killed a lot of innocent people, which nobody's bringing up, but it's fine. Um, all just to get to that rave scene where Venom is at a rave and he goes up and he makes this big speech. Um, and I actually kind of liked that though, because again, it felt like a breakup movie. It felt like somebody like discovering like, Hey, I, I could be a person after, after this breakup. Um, they just do really novel shit like that. And I know that sounds silly. If you haven't seen this movie, you're just listening to this episode that may come off as just like silly, stupid shit, but it works in the movie. Like you feel it. They treat it. Well, the movie is sort of tongue in cheek. It knows what it's doing. It's, it's, it's treating venom like a romantic comedy. And even like the ending shot that sort of like cranes up and swirls around Tom Hardy on a beach is like the way that you would end the, the fucking Rachel McAdams romantic comedy. You know what I mean? Like Andy Serkis knows what he's doing. Um, but I like that we got all that stuff tonally right. Comedy got it right on, on track, but he delivers on the action. That's what I liked. Cause even in the first movie and I love the action in the first movie, but it felt pretty limited. It was like, okay, we get venom sort of, covered by the by the um tear gas and he takes guys out kind of like you know in the dark and then we got that big scene where he fights riot is it that that guy's name riot in the first movie he fights riot on the rocket oh um, yes yep yep but it was really cool here they were like nope fuck it man we got money we got a budget let's see venom fight so it was cool to see Ven like i thought the whole venom carnage smackdown at the end was awesome it, it kind of yeah it did it did definitely feel very much like a the action that you wanted to have have in a movie like this like the payoff yes. you expected instead of being this sort of corny illusion to something or although i was kind of like and this is what i wanted to ask you andrew sure. was like i didn't understand carnage or carnage's abilities because sometimes he kind of t1000s right where he like can open up his his physiology so yes. that a bullet can pass through him but then he also seems to be able to shoot so that, that to me made me think his body was like extra fluid, but then he's able to shoot like spines out. Yeah, that, um, was, that was always a big thing with Carnage is the fact, in, in fact, they made him in a weird way for the character design. They made him a little bit more Venom influenced than Carnage influenced because in the comics, he's very spiky. He's a very spiky and fluid individual. And that stems from the fact of the blood that he bonds to the interesting thing that this is what i'm talking about before where we said i wish they kind of expanded a little bit on the motivations and the backgrounds of some of the characters because they were going through this breakup movie rom-com kind of situation with venom and eddie brock but then they're also trying to establish cletus cassidy as being carnage and they only alluded to him in the last movie, so they had to really do a lot of setup in this one. The thing is, with his particular, um, as they said in the first movie, symbiote, 
his particular symbiote. When that alien bonded with his blood, it actually it actually assumes his perspective and his desires. So basically, in this movie, tonally, he was supposed to be more subservient. He was actually more a an extension of Cletus than being an independent entity. So he got his bloodlust and, and love for carnage by bonding with Cletus Cassidy's blood. And so that's why he's hyper-violent and everything, because Cletus Cassidy is. Right. So they didn't... they But they didn't expand on that very much. And then, and then at the very end, it was sort of like... It, it, Carnage had its own motivations and was just sort of like, screw you, Cletus Cassidy. Yeah, he kind of turned a little into Riot, where it was just like, I want to take over and kill Venom and sort of be the only one. Yeah. Um, I did like... There was one line, and again, I, I do fully accept that the dialogue in this in these movies... I, I, I'm not sure if, like, Turd in the Wind and that kind of stuff is, like, taken directly from the comics. I have to think it is, because it's just so awkward. I can't see some writer walking into Tom Hardy's office and being like, Tom, you're going to walk in and then be like... You're floating around like a turd in the wind. Like, I can't see some guy pitching that with a straight face. So I think it has to be in the comics, but I recognize that the dialogue in these Venom movies are not not good. But there was one line that I really liked a lot in Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and it was from Cletus Cassidy. <laughs> I have After... to get the sub line every time in, in Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I just want to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Costco. I love you. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Yeah, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Um... When he bites him and he goes, I have tasted blood and that is not it. I really like that line. Yeah. And it, it it does a lot. A, it's a badass line and Woody Harrelson delivers it like very extra creepy. But it tells you to me, it fills in sort of what you're talking about where you're like, they got to do a lot of work setting up Cletus Cassidy as this like dangerous Zodiac level killer. It sets up for me a lot of that history in that one neat little fucked up line. And uh, and I, I guess that's why I was so on board. Like he never felt undercooked to me. Like that side of the story always felt like it was being served because there were those quick little lines like that that made me feel like I knew who Cletus Cassidy was. And then the whole thing with Eddie discovering the bodies and stuff, or actually Venom discovering the bodies at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. um, so I always felt like I knew him as a character. The only thing I thought that they sort of cheaped out on in terms of that quick runtime was the cool obvious contrast of hey i've got this new fancy power my girlfriend who i've broken out of jail has a supersonic scream that directly affects my new secret power and how that sort of puts them at odds even though they're getting married and she sort even at one part is like hey don't tell me what to do or don't don't tell me not to use my my voice or whatever like i thought that was a cool idea but that was like that was the thing i thought that needs its own sort of stretch of movie to sort of establish that that rift between those two characters. That was the only thing that felt a little underbaked to me. Also, I kind of want to know how you can suffer a, 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 a grievous injury to your face and you just get some cool makeup and an eye color change. Not quite sure how <laughs> yeah. that happens, but... Well, that's why it was so funny, because like when she sees the <laughs> cop guy that shot her, I, I could totally believe that he wouldn't recognize her because she doesn't look like a gunshot wound victim who took a gunshot to the yeah, face, yeah, she, you know? sort of like, you're wearing a cool contact. <laughs> yeah, like she looks that. normal. Also, Although I did I did love that the movie went through painstaking efforts to conceal that that cop guy had a had a uh, hearing aid. 
They were like, oh, shoot yeah. him only from this side. Then we're going to turn the camera around yeah. to the other ear. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> so he, the, the, also with, uh, what, what, what did we establish with? Shriek? Shouty? Shriek screamy? is her name. I just checked on what, Wikipedia. Okay, her name so is Shriek. Shriek. So Shriek. Um, it, it was weird because she seemed like she was, I guess, in the in the beginning of the film with the childhood stuff that she was supposed to be more like a normal person, like a normal accepting person. And I guess perhaps the fact that she was incarcerated for so long might've driven her a little bit crazy, but it felt like the moment that Cletus Cassidy broke her out of her, her cell or whatever, she just amped up the crazy, like super coke head, like, wow, I've been on a three day bender crazy kind of situation including fur coat so she's like just a little like off the rails man and it felt a, a little I, I don't know at times it just it, it it struck me a little weird it just struck me a little bit that, 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 that stuff that. Felt like, feels like par for the course though with these movies i think because i i might just be alone here but don't these movies especially with your marvels and your dceu and Zack snyder justice League, don't these <laughs> movies kind of feel like the old superhero movies we used to get before there was an MCU. Don't these feel like the early X-Men Blade era movies? Like, we've got a superhero. We don't really know what to do with him. We're just going to kind of give him a movie. Like, like, there's a Nick Cage ghostwriter, that first one. Like, they're kind of sort of like stumbling through a superhero origin movie. And it feels all kind of like, in a way, they have to do so much visual shorthand, you know? Just like, yeah. like Shriek, like, you know, okay... She may have been normal before, but when she gets out, man, she's like a full-on Batman villain. Like, she's got a fucking cheetah print coat. She's just crazy. Like, I, that's why I kind of accepted that, because I was like, this movie's fully committing to the fact that it thinks it's made in 1999. Like, it thinks this is 1999 right now. Oh, I thought you were referring to, like, the old Captain America movies. You ever see that with, the, like, oh, he, yeah. had, like a, he had, like, a motorcycle helmet? and that was Albert the Captain Pion. America. Captain America, that's right. <laughs> Yes, it it feels like those the beginnings, the the infancy of the superhero movie. Uh that's why I was like I kind of forgive that stuff. Like the Shriek character looks cool. She jumps out of a car and she's got a cool jacket and she's like I'm evil now. I'm like okay. <laughs> I just accept it, you that's know. Just how, that's how like people naturally progress to evil. Just, and just... and I'm guessing that the cop guy is he going to turn into like a venom guy, like a symbiote oh, kind of guy? I, that one was one thing I didn't no, I mean, it seemed some people in my audience were aware of it, but, you know, I only have so much encyclopedic knowledge about comic stuff, so I wasn't sure offhand for a two-second scene where he had cool contacts and yes. went, there's monsters everywhere. I was like, what's his weird venomy name going to be? We've got Carnage, we got Riot. I'm like, is he going to be like... It's, you it's, know, he, he takes the name Venom, but just spells it with a U instead of an O. So. <laughs> Venom. What if he's v- Vunam? Vunam. I'm Vunam. Um, Mark, where did you come out on Shriek? Did you like the Shriek character? Yeah. <laughs> Great character. Yes. Great character. Mark, did you like, but overall you liked the movie, right? You were like pretty positive on it. Yeah, it's not bad. It was pretty fun. I thought it fell apart in the end, but you I mean the, uh, the in the in the cathedral? Yeah, th- so at the end, uh, once it got to the cathedral, I kind of was like losing interest. Wow, I was totally in. I mean, man. I'm still in, but you know, it wasn't as I thought. The ending could have been a bit better. 
or could have tied into the previous storylines a bit better. Yeah, as I, I guess mentioned previously. I was just kind of like a little um again to tie it back to what we were saying in the beginning of the show. I was a little weirded out by the fact that Andy Circus like chose to do the bell tower thing to like them fighting with that bell because I was like that is literally what they do in Spider-Man 3. Um yeah, but and- but but to be fair, they do that and then it gets messed up and so then what do they do they take a whole bunch of metal rods and then they start banging those around oh yeah that's true yeah so it's like a little i guess what i'm saying is we got we got a supersonic um climax sort of in the first movie right with the rocket taking off and the high decibel stuff where she's piping it through the speakers Mm -hmm. um i thought you know for this one because we know that they're affected by sound and fire i was like why not go for a full-on fire ending you know a building on fire right can I just say, Dan is the man. I totally ended up loving Dan at the end of the movie. Yeah, Dan he is good. Like, like he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't like a stupid standby character. Like he actually had some sort of like palpable change as to like some of the the plot points of the movie. He wasn't just like some guy that got knocked aside and then he's like he's conveniently knocked out for the last third of the movie. Like. He's actually, like, dumping gas and setting fire to the freaking carnage. And it's just like, oh, cool, all right, shit. Went out of some balls, Dan. Dan Yeah, I I like that they fully also committed to that character. Like, they didn't have to bring him back. Yeah, no, they definitely didn't. It's that whatever guy from Veep, right? Everybody knows that show. It's like, that guy, like, they had no reason to bring, he's not a big star, they had no reason to, but they brought him back, and they actually gave the character some shit to do. Yeah, I appreciated that. As a side note, with uh, certain things appreciated and stuff, did you think that the conversation that Eddie and... Is Amy? Amy? Yes, Anne. Anne. Anne is her name. Anne. A names. Totally good with those. Okay, so Anne. So Eddie and Anne meet in this restaurant. Does it not seem that she just comes to him very aggressively, very suddenly? It feels like this you mean conversation... when she's telling him she's gonna get married. Yes, like it just—it suddenly seemed like he, he's just like, "Hey," and she he, she says, "Hey, I'm getting married," and then gently lands her, lays her hand on the table, and he says, "Wow, that's great." And obviously, he's still in love with her, and he's take he's he's taking a little bit of back, but then. He's also dealing with venom in his head, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Can't you just be like a normal person and be very genuinely happy?" It's like, what? what? Dude, yeah, you- <laughs> I, I think again that was like the shriek thing, where it's like, "Why? Why does she have a fur coat now? Why is she evil?" It was like the movie's gotta hurry up now. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, but that's we got I'm ninety saying. minutes. We gotta was, pick up the pace. I here. wish there was just like an extra, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes in there, just like sprinkled in here or there, just like little <laughs> things. The extra but- venom edition. <laughs> Uh, I did want to quickly uh, call out, now that we're bringing it back to Andy Serkis, I thought this was interesting. Other people who were up for this job, because Andy Serkis was not the first one. So they were, Ruben Fleischer, the director of Zombieland, he made the first Venom. But he didn't want to come back. I think a lot of people, he didn't like the movie. And a lot of people were sort of mean to him about it because they were asking him questions like, hey, how come that lady's walking for six months? And he got offended by that question, and then he just didn't return. <laughs> uh, so... They, they decided he, they, they had narrowed it down. This was their short list to direct Venom 2. Travis Knight, the guy who made Bumblebee and Kubo and the Two Strings. 
Oh, okay. All right. Rupert Wyatt, who made the first Planet of the Apes movie, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and then he made a movie with Mark Wahlberg called The Gambler. I don't think anybody saw that movie. And then Andy Serkis, and Andy Serkis wound up beating them out. But we could have gotten a very different Venom, too. I'm actually quite glad we got Andy Serkis because, again, beforehand, I would have made the wrong pick. Like, if I was a studio head and I saw these three names, I'd be like, well, I don't know about Rupert Wyatt, but the Travis Knight guy's done pretty crowd-pleasing family-type stuff. We know kids like Venom. I would probably go for him, and I think it wouldn't have been the same movie. Like, I'm saying Andy Serkis has earned my respect as a director now. See, look at that, ladies and gents. He's he's laying his cards out on the table. If you ever have an opportunity and Matt's the big head of some sort of film company, you're going to be like, give me a chance. He'll be like, I'm sorry. I'm going with the corporate choice. The best <laughs> corporate choice I've got. And uh, then you, They you don't pay me to be brave. They pay me to be corporate. They don't pay That's me to the read. They pay me to lead. <laughs> Director number three. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're definitely getting a third, especially given the $90 million haul this movie made. Even if it fucking drops like a stone next week, this movie is still a bona fide hit. We're, we're getting oh, yeah. a third Venom movie. It is happening. Um, but I do hope they, they bring Andy Serkis back because I thought he actually did quite a good job. And I have to say, not to be this guy, because this is such a, like, a reductive thing to say, but like, I don't know what it is, man. But the fucking graphics, the CG in these Venom movies is incredible, I think. Like, Sony really ups the game with their CG. This shit looks great. Like, there was no cheating this time, like, hiding him in all night scenes or hiding him behind tear gas. Like, the the visualization of the Venom character, he's out and about, and he's, like, really out there. Yeah. Uh, and it looks great, man. I, I, I... thought, Mark, you're, you're, you have more of an eye for this kind of thing than I do. What did you think of the... Of the Venom CG. Do you think he looked good? Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> oh my god. It looked great. <laughs> How am I going to expand on that? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mark has checked out. <laughs> oh my god. Like a turd in the wind. Do turds in the wind check out? Oh my gosh, it is. Is yeah. that the new, is that the new Elton John? Elton John saying about a candle in the wind? And Venom <laughs> sings about a turd in the wind. I do love the, uh, I, I did love the Disney-fying of, like, certain violent acts where it's like, I'm going to eat this guy's head, and then it cuts away conveniently. And then yes. Like, All right, now that I've eaten this guy's head. <laughs> Although, I did think for a PG-13 movie, it used its one fuck very effectively. Oh, yeah, that was a, that was pretty good. That yeah. was great. That line also, brought my audience, brought my house down. They loved it. Also, the, um, I will say I like that uh, they had the 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 uh, venom and carnage larger than life but not unrealistically huge just sort of big and they're depicted as that in in the comics they're 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 bigger characters like that venom is just, it looks like a roided out individual but they made it seem i don't know just larger than life but not so uh, not unrealistically so which is yeah. an odd balance to strike so it was it, it was interesting it felt very grounded in reality in a lot of ways to me this movie is i'll tell you what i don't like i think the movie is hurt by the fact that it's not rated r yeah i and could I, I could agree with that yeah i could definitely see that because is it is it just the violence or is it the overall tone that you think that you you're... can tell they're like pulling punches yeah because they have to because they have limitations so 
the first one I think deals it with a little bit better. It's not as like like this one just takes you to the edge and then cuts you off. The other one was just like, okay, I'm just gonna work within my PG thirteen environment. And it and it's a much more fun movie than this one, I think. That is true though. The first Venom feels a little more risque, line. right? Than than yeah, this one. This, this when when I watched because I rewatched before Venom two. I'm just gonna call it Venom two, I don't care. And uh Venom let there be carnage. It's it moves <laughs> it just feels so much it feels like a well-crafted film. This one felt like a, kind of like a cobbled together film. Wow. So, yeah, I could see that a little bit. But I mean, I, mean, I still like, enjoyed it. But... As far as the CG effects are concerned, yes, they blend well and they work well, but it's nothing exciting. You know, it's not like they didn't. The first one, if you look at the way they shoot those action sequences, and I know oh, yeah, Robert some... Richardson, he's a Good Dude, fucking Robert Richardson shot this. But some of the stuff felt like it was too much like a uh, shot with long lenses, the action. There are certain things where I was like, okay, what's happening now? I just want to break out one for... kind of like pulled back a little bit wider. Oh, anyway. For people who don't um, know who Robert Richardson is, he's worth calling out. He is the DP of such films as Platoon, Wall Street, The Doors, A Few Good Men. He shot Casino for Martin Scorsese, one of the best-looking movies I think I've ever seen. I love that. To me, is the 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 premiere, the best Scorsese movie ever made. Um, he's also shot both Kill Bills, a movie you guys both hate. Uh, he shot The Aviator, which is a movie <laughs> I hate. Solidarity. I hate. The, I hate The Aviator. Uh, he also shot Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, World War Z. That's weird. And uh, he also shot. That's the weird one. That's the weird Once one. upon a time in Hollywood. So he clearly works with Quentin Tarantino all the time. And when he's not working with Quentin Tarantino, he's shooting Venom. Let there be carnage. You know that's a missed opportunity for like a tie-in with like a Taco Bell or something like Venom. Let there be chili con carnage. Like they could have done like a nice tie-in meal yeah, for the a kids. Lot. <laughs> a lot. But they did not. They did, did you not. Guys get your, did you guys get a carnage meal where it had a little carnage <laughs> toy inside? <laughs> That'd be three carnage wow, meals. I this alien that's bonding with my blood, and now all of a sudden I have a lust to murder everyone. I need one bloody meat shake. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we we take our we take our high quality uh, we we take our high quality chili and blend it up. And then we put it in a glass with a freezy with some freeze slush. And let me tell you, it's a delicious. Yeah, it's very Jesus Christ. Um, The slush is what puts it over the top. The slush is what makes that gross. They, you know, Mark. Moreover, to your point, where they said you said they were pulling punches. I totally agree with you because if you really think about it, even in the Sam Raimi version of Venom, Eddie Brock literally prays to God to kill Peter Parker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he literally prays to God to kill Peter Parker, and in this one, we're just like, well, you know what? I mean, I I mean, come on, should we really like? Should we really be that mean? Let's dial it back a little bit. Let's put some rave glow sticks on Venom, (laughs) (laughs) and then call it a day, guys. Okay. So just, just I have, it out there. dude, you are very fresh on that Spider-Man Three, Mister Suspicious, I'm because t- I totally <laughs> forgot about that whole bit where he prays to God. I forgot about that. They, yeah, he's. It's just like such odd. It was. It, I think it just took people aback in the in the third Sam, Sam Raimi because they in, introduced so many characters. Like that was when they were starting to explore multiverse stuff, but they didn't really have any other films that established these characters, so they're just cramming them in. 
and I think it just struck really weird tonally to people. But then all of a sudden, people are saying, "Hey, you know what? For what it was, it was pretty good. I, I think that was pretty good." <laughs> you know, it's just what's the age-old thing, right? Like you give something ten years, and uh, everybody loves it all of a sudden, right? Yes, yesterday's trash is today's treasure. I would love to see them. So, Carnage uh, did a lot of different Carnage e things in the comics, including he bonded with. Uh, red go- with the, the the green goblin and turned him into red goblin. He bonded Whoa. with Spider Man at one point. There was a couple of different really and weirdly enough, Cletus Cassidy eventually got the ability to anytime he would bleed, he could literally like form a version of Carnage, like separate from his body. I'm gonna share my screen with you, gentlemen, <laughs> so this way everybody can see. Oh my God! Get all the porn off the Here's, Jesus! I can't sorry, see. Sorry, guys. I, I have all that Ric Flair porn on there. That's from when he's on the plane. Um, here's Red Goblin. This is what he looks like. And you can well, go ahead and he, search. Uh, People at home can search Carnage Red Goblin or Carnage Red Goblin Synergy. Needs to trim those eyebrows, man. Those are a little concerning. See, this is kind of you know what I kind of do miss. Like, okay, so we're looking at a design of what Carnage, I guess, looks like in the comics. I like that they make him blatantly look like Spider-Man. That was something that was kind of missing from the design in the movie. Oh, yeah. In the movie, he looks very fleshy and tenderly and kind of like a Cenobite or something from Hellraiser. Here, the way that his like veins and sinew shit is over his red skin, it looks like Spider-Man. He looks like a demonic Spider-Man. Uh, well, it seems like we're coming to the tail end of this. Do, do we have any other final thoughts? Do you guys want to just give recommendations, whether you'd recommend Venom Let There Be Carnage? Uh, After Mark? you, Andrew. Oh, okay, sure. I, uh, y- yes, I would recommend it. If you like the first one, this feels pretty close to the first one. As Mark said, I think the first one had a better overall tone and feel. This one felt a little bit uh, hack-jobbed and you know, rushy at certain points, but I still left the theater feeling entertained and excited to see where Venom ends up in the future, if if at all, in the MCU, or if he just remains his own kind of weird little, you know, this is the back patio of the MCU. We don't really <laughs> go on it. We have it. We can visit it every once in a while, but, you know, there's some just deck chairs and, like, a fire pit we never use. We'll light it up once every two years, and then we'll leave it there. <laughs> uh amazingly put mark <laughs> would you recommend venom let there be carnage yeah i liked it i mean i have my complaints about the story but i i really enjoyed it It was super entertaining and i did laugh out loud a bunch of times i like that it was a bromance and i like the fact that it's it's just a fun ridiculous movie i think i think i have to say that it's probably becoming my favorite series for these like spin-off characters Oh, yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that, man. They Embracing fun is good. We need more fun. Shit is too serious. People want escapism. And I think that's why movies like this will continue to do well, because people don't want to be constantly reminded of how much everything sucks and how serious everything is. Um, and that's my long-winded way of saying, I also recommend Venom Let There Be Carnage. I had a lot of fun with it. My fucking audience, dude, it was like Dave Chappelle was on stage. People were, like, laughing at everything Venom said. Oh, they were laughing. Was really, mine was oddly quiet, except for... Except for that, uh, the breakfast scene where Venom is trying to kind of oh make God, it up. That to oh, yeah, like, he's like, that was great. And everything, and then he's like going down. He's like going down the stairs and getting the mail and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I and also Mrs. Mrs. Is it Mrs. Chan? Mrs. Chan. Mrs. Chen. The Chen Chen. 
Yes. I'm glad the, uh, they didn't kill her. I was very happy. I, yeah, it, she, she was I thought that awesome was cool when we got to like, see her her sort of I venom like out a little bit. Compatible. I like that she, <laughs> yeah. she, bought, she bought some venom contact lenses and decided to be <laughs> a little aggressive. That's who she's cosplaying as at NYCC. That's, that's, a, really, that's, a, that, that's a cool thing about this movie is that they have those really fun, subtle moments that are just like, it doesn't necessarily add into the main storyline much or anything like that, but they're just there, and you can appreciate them for being fun and entertaining in the moment. Yeah, totally. I like that they expand so. on those side characters too. Yeah, right. Like, uh, like the what's it, Dan? Dan he's, the like man. You said, he's Dan he's the super man. fun, and the fact that like Venom starts to like him toward the end is great yeah. as well. I love that. It's <laughs> yeah. like you're a, I, I like you. That's fucking awesome. I love that. Uh, that relationship that he has with the symbiote it's so cool it's yeah. uh i don't know it just makes him a much more interesting character than some of these other kind of like straight laced boring marvel characters i like yeah. seeing these more chaotic good guys oh wait a minute fuck that one part i do okay so i've been fucking rosy on this movie but i do want to fucking outwardly complain about <laughs> Ooh, one thing let me outwardly angry. complain about one goddamn thing fucking What's sony it? cannot resist oh sony they can't resist that fucking product placement. There's oh, a there bit like where three they kept one. pointing out how awesome Tom Hardy's TV was. And even <laughs> when he goes to throw the TV out to, like, the angry guy in the alley, he's like, that's a nice TV. Even the cop says, it. oh, that's a nice they, TV. They I was like, the... hey, Sony, can we get the fuck over ourselves for two seconds with they our tech? Everybody's got to point out, hey, look at your Sony Vio. I'm like, nobody fucking uses Sony Vio, but you guys are going to pretend that everybody uses Sony fucking Vio. So annoying. They have to That'd point out their great fucking appliances. That like, threw out the TV. It suddenly cuts to a Samsung TV getting hurled out. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it's okay, it's okay, guys. It was just like, a Samsung. See, like, yeah. You see, like, a little, like, frame hitch where it switches back to the Sony, and it's just like, wow, the durability of this screen yeah. is fantastic. Good thing they use Gorilla Glass now. Did that? Did that uh, not seem? By the way. But by that... the way, there was. I think there was also an ad on the TV for one of the Sony video games, right? One of their Sony exclusive. Oh video yes, games, you're absolutely right? right. Yes. So it was like an ad within an ad within an ad. They it Fucking they uh, ad Inception. Uh, I, I I like the fact that they said like that's a two K that's a like a two thousand dollar television, and I'm like. Why is it the size of a postage stamp then? I can get like an 85 inch one for like. That's because it's a Sony, Andrew. They're very expensive. They're, they're very expensive. Super, yes. And built with high quality, pro- <laughs> high quality elements. And like, which one of you next- side characters is going to tell us about how great the Sony TV is? Dan? <laughs> Cop guy. <laughs> I also, uh, thinking of product placement, they did not get the Google pro- product placement for this particular movie because uh, what did I have? I-, I jotted it down because. Oh, I are people using fucking funny. Bing? What are uh, they using? No, they were using duck, duck, something. Go. Is it like, like we web search or something? Like yeah, yeah, like what? web find it. I think it was called yeah, web, web find, find it. it. Web find it. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like. Oh, and they gotta find them on but a web they, find them. <laughs> Who it, the it, fuck it, is in their their design department though? Because that just looked like something from the nineties. It looked like I, an also, angel uh, fire. Although website I will like, I, I, I will say that I, I like that they started uh, having people type at a normal speed on in, in movies. You ever notice that? That was like a thing for a long time in like the early two thousands, where they would show like the 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 UI for whatever program or website they were using, and then the person's typing like. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Like, or you, you get the opposite where they're overcompensating today, like, and they're fucking mashing every key on the fucking keyboard <laughs> like they're hacking and you just see them like it's like them signing into their email. I'm telling it's you, like the hack- shortest. hackertyper.net, man. It's a great website. <laughs> if you want to have that that hacker experience, it's good stuff. <sighs> oh, well, guys, um, shall we do some fucking wrecks? Yeah, sure. Are we ready for this shit? I like how you guys didn't used to do this shit with guests on, and then I kept recommending stuff so often. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, we we're had just to, doing it now. This we had to bend our rule stuff. for you, yeah. Well, I'm going facts, not recommendations, but thank you. Like a turd in the wind. Oh, okay. You recommend some turds in the wind? It's a special turd in the wind edition. It's a spoopy edition of Get Wrecked. This is where we're going to try all month. And I just wanted to say this. We're going to try to only recommend. We're not just recommending horror movies. I think a lot of people are going to come in here and be like, they only recommended the scary horror movie. No, no, no. Horror, spooky, anything that is October appropriate. So even if it's a fucking Simpsons Treehouse of Horror or fucking animated Adam's Family, that counts because it's still spooky, right? So that's what we mean. So uh, we mean it's sort of all shades of that. <laughs> Holy shit, that's fucking great. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's an inside joke between Mark and I, but what I was knew that? I would get it. Explain. Explain. Okay, so, so if my dad ever hears this, I'm sorry, Dad. Our my parents dad, don't listen to this shit. What are you talking about? But if they he hate ever us. does. So, so, so the funny thing was there is uh, my dad – Sometimes he will dramatically tell some sort of story <laughs> or reveal some sort of piece of information that might seem somewhat shocking, you know, something you didn't quite expect. And he will he will punctuate it by using the phrase, kind of spooky, if you think about <laughs> <laughs> And Mark and I picked it's up on this. Best. And so, <laughs> so we just started saying about it, like, where it's just like, hey, did you know they have, like, a two for ten meal deal at Burger King? Kind of <laughs> spooky if you think about it. The weird thing though is, Andrew, like if we ever become parents, we're, we're gonna, gonna be saying that shit as a joke, but then be... our kids will be making fun of us for saying that shit and it'll just self perpetuate. Can I can I tell forever. you guys, by the way, my, my... kind of spooky if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> my, can I tell you about my senior moment I had today? Can please, I tell you about please. that real quick? This please. is this is Ooh, I saw the excellent. movie today. Because it was the only time I had time. Because I was oh, making, good for I you. Was a, I was, I was being a Viking all weekend, so <laughs> this is the only time I had to see it. So I, the thing was, I bought it ahead of time because I'm like, I don't know how much it's going to be sold out or anything like that. I didn't, you know, there's a billion show times, but some of my theaters are quite small, so I wanted to make sure I had it ahead of time and I was ready to go. Boom, walk in and in we go. So we have a Cinemark, that's our fancier theater around here. And they have their own app. So I download the app because they sent me a thing in my email that's supposed to be able to get me my ticket, and it didn't load. None of the QR code <laughs> shit loaded. Nothing happened. It was like, what the fuck's going on? Okay, so I just loaded it into my app so then I w- would at least populate it in the app, right? So I go up to them, and I never used this app before, so I'm, oh, no. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing with it. So they have two different things. They have a thing called Movie Pass, which I'm sure you guys have probably heard of before, where it's like you spend X amount of dollars per month. Oh and then yeah. You get to see a free movie or something, and you get like a few member. Perks. Yeah, that's their I movie they club. Died. Movie yeah. club. No, no, no. no movie no. Pass. Movie Pass was the thing that died. Movie Club oh, is the membership club for Cinemark. 
Okay, so then they have the 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 movie club situation there, and then they also have the ticket directly underneath it. So I see a QR code in my app. I tap the QR code and I show the kid and I say like I th- like do I show it to you? This is the kid at the box office or the guy that is supposed to rip the ticket stubs and let you in. And he said, "Oh, you're going to you're going to show it to the guy back there, but that that there is actually the movie club QR code. That's not the And I'm like, "Oh, it is?" And he's and he's just like, "Yeah, actually, here, I'll show I would, oh, no. I would just I would oh, tap no. it if I could. And I'm like, oh, my God, you are not telling me you're going to tap something for me. I know how to use my fucking phone. Like, what the hell is this? And so, like, Holy I pulled shit. up. I'm like, this is it? He's like, yeah, good. And I walked away. I, was, I hope you yelled in his face. I yelled, but I was good. like, good. Good. Kind of now you have to achieve ultimate senior status and complain about him on next door. You gotta be like, I did, saw him driving up and down the street all loud, Mister Cinemark, <laughs> touching gotta, people's apps. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave a bad Yelp review for that young gentleman. I just pictured Andrew walking away with his like shirt tucked into his pants, and his pants are like pulled gotta, all the way up to his like the bottom of his tits. Like... I'm supposed to have the senior rate for Venom Two. If you look at, <laughs> I just. I got an email. Is this my QR code? <laughs> I got an email. <laughs> I got an sir, email. Sir, that's your that's your medication. <laughs> that's your medication, sir. That's not a QR code. Holy shit. So what? Rex, who's going first? Mark, Andrew, Mark, you want to go first? Oh shit. Okay. I guess I shall. Or I can go if first. you need time, we can have well, no, Andrew I say, go first. I have, Mark is literally saying oh shit because he has to shit. Yeah, I have to take a oh, no. shit. So I'm just gonna get this crap out of the way so I can empty my bowels <laughs> into the toilet bowl. <laughs> No, but I've been watching, and actually some people may think this show is a piece of shit, but <laughs> I've been watching Midnight Mass. Oh, oh really yes. Good thing. I have not seen it. Please I'm not going to spoil anything, Thank but you, I Matt really and I had a, a separate conversation on text about this where it, there is a lot of like Mike Flanagan monologuing, and there was a time where I, I, I fell asleep through an episode because it was pretty much all monologues. Still a good wow. show, by the way. Great performances. Lots of monologues. So... As I'm fast forwarding to get to the to the point I was in the episode, which was toward the uh, the beginning, I'm re- so I'm sorry I'm not fast. I said I'm rewinding. My apologies. So as I'm rewinding, I just see all these like shots zooming out, like really long. Oh, God. So you could tell it was like a very slow push, in. <laughs> and it was just like one of these, and then it would go to the other character, and then there was another one of these. <laughs> So it just kept, I was like, holy shit, there was like five monologues in a row. But if, if for the actors, I'm sure they appreciate it because they're definitely getting their, their screen time. Like everybody gets a nice push in and talks about how horrific their, their life is. Now, Mark, it's fucking in terms depressing of, as fuck, actually. In terms of other Mike Flanagan stuff <laughs> like Hill, uh, Hill House and Bly Manor and Dr. Sleep and stuff, where does this sort of chart there? Is it, is it, I does it lean more towards drama than horror or – I haven't finished it, so I'm gonna say it's more towards Hill House. It's like uh-huh. a, it's like a mystery that's slowly unfolding. It's it's actually kind of cool because uh, my grandmother was Catholic, so I would go to church, uh, and his perform. What's his, what the hell is that guy's name? Uh, you're talking about Hamish Hamish Linklater? Hamish Linklater. Hamish Linklater. Fuck man, he's good. He sounds like a real priest. Like it sounds like a real sermon he's giving. The performances hmm. are fantastic. And, that guy's a great actor. Oh yeah, he's awesome. They're they're all good actors in this in this show. And like I said, 
lots of monologues and, and yet, like you said your friend was saying there's a lot of monologues but yeah I, literally I should, as like... you were texting me my buddy was texting me and saying midnight mass is literally one long monologue after one long monologue yeah i totally agree with it by the way does this person like the show or they, they uh were very mixed on it they liked okay. uh the big moments which i won't reveal um Stantra hasn't started yet apparently there were two key episodes they really liked um, but they were like going to give up on it because they they found it really boring, and they were big fans of Hill House and Bly Manor and Doctor Sleep. Well, interesting. Well, I can, I haven't finished it, so. But my initial thoughts right now are you can really compact the story down into probably a like maybe a feature length that's around 120 minutes. I'd say. Oh, nice. And it might be a more successful story because it would probably have it would cut down on a lot of the monologuing. Because to be honest, some of it's not necessary it's like you don't need a giant monologue to to tell something that you can do in like a smaller scene you know it's you're saying it just feels like overly indulgent he's sort of just in love yeah. with his words and it just it feels more like you're listening to a sermon and then there's like as these people are monologuing there are like hymns being it's a very fucking heavy show that's what i have to say about it. is it at but least pretty to look at the visuals look yeah really it's beautiful. nice it's and beautiful. gothy and, and one of my favorite, like you were, t- you know, how we're talking about needle drops in, like, yes. you know, in movies. This one has a great one. Uh, I think it was, it was, I think this is a Neil Diamond song called "Holy Holly" or something like that. That's oh. my first time hearing that song. But it's to this montage of the church as it's being revitalized, and it's so cool. That's not any spoiler or anything, but it's. Fucking oh God, awesome. I'm not watching. <laughs> I'm not. Like, yeah. It's one of my. Fa- I actually. After that scene occurred, that montage, I rewound it and I watched it again because it was the way they cut it together was fantastic. It's a fun show. It's heavy though. I was just gonna say you're going from like <laughs> it's heavy to like no, because the co- the concept behind it and certain things that happen that I can't discuss are very fun. But overall, the show is gonna be heavy. Um, wait, hey what, Mark, what was wait the a minute. Can I, said, by can the I way? ask? Andrew, um, yes. just in case, I don't know if you want to mute or t- or put, take your headphones off for one sec. I want to ask Mark a question, a spoilery question okay, about will, Midnight Mass. I will do but that. Which but episode I, I, though is it? Because I'm not. Oh, okay. Then you know what? Never mind. I had an overall. I thought you had finished the season. Oh, I had no, an I overall question for no, you because I'm very curious about Hamish Linklater's character because I haven't watched it yet, but I have a. Th- theory on what his deal is but um i was gonna a, ask you about that do you have a nerd theory i don't have a nerd theory i don't want to oh, face please Mark's tell mocking. me your, please tell me your the theory 20 minutes of the so podcast that I may is laugh just mark it. laughing <laughs> mark I feel like goes you guys are the totally giga chad and starts mocking me you, you i feel like you guys are talking <laughs> like parents alluding to like a Christmas present that you got me and I can't know about it yet. You're just, you guys are just going around. We're like, well, you know that thing that happened the other day. We were we were discussing it privately otherwise, but you know, there's some people around here that have some have some pretty good ears, I guess. So maybe we should may- save that discussion for later. Wait, and then, Mark. And how... then you immediately go, Andrew, earmuffs. Earmuffs. Put your earmuffs on. I want Mark, to talk about how far. To talk about. How far are you into um, Midnight Mass? I'm. I believe. I think it's episode three. Ah, okay. I, they kind okay. of all blur together because oh. I've been binging it. So it I just think. Feels um, like... Okay. I think you're on the you're on the threshold of something happening. I think. Um, but uh, by the way, the song you're talking about is Holly Holy by Neil yeah. Diamond. Holly Holy. That's uh, a Mark. fucking awesome song. I was like, well, Shit. So, uh, Thanks for introducing that song. 
There you go, buddy. Heavy ass show. Thanks, Mike Flanagan. <laughs> um, how? What? What's your next next up for you on the on the wrecks? Next up? Uh, yeah. Do you have any any other wrecks? That's that's it for me. That's I've it. just been binging that show. Nice. My, well, but here's the thing: is I've had like fucking horrific diarrhea, so that's why. I was like, so you he know what? filmed I'll, himself I'll... in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really slow push in, like midnight mass. On as I as I monologued yeah. about my asshole, I, going I'm numb. about to drop my midnight mass. <laughs> <laughs> we kid, but we don't. We want Mark to be okay. Mark, Mark don't die, yes, dude. I've lost, I've lost like nine pounds now, dude. You look like, a little like the machinist, like Christian Bale. Yeah, you're eventually going to be walking around like, I'm time to podcast this week. I think he, well, Mark seems to be frozen. Oh, oh no. Uh, we can kind of hear you, but your picture is frozen, Mark. He's, he's currently punching himself in the Mark face. Mark punched himself in the face. And it just didn't come back from that. Uh, so while we're waiting for Mark to unfreeze, uh, I'll go ahead so I can give Andrew some time. I'll go ahead with some wrecks of my own. Um, I wanted to recommend something this week that is a, a, it's a horror staple, but it was my first time ever seeing it. And it was Lucio Fulci's Zombie. Uh, it's also known by a couple other titles, uh, Zombie Flesh Eaters and Zombie spelled with an I at the end instead of an IE. This is the one directed by Lucio Fulci. It came out in 1979. Um, it's fantastic regardless of what you think about zombie movies the zombie subgenre if you're bored of zombies if you can't stand zombies this movie is worth your time and i'll tell you why um yes it has all the trappings the usual trappings of a of a horror movie made in the 70s in italy which means every actor is dubbed badly sometimes and sometimes the music is a little cloying it sounds a little synthy and like it's coming off a korg but there are some impressive, impressive feats, physical feats of filmmaking in this movie. There are things that I saw in this movie that I was not sure how a shoestring budget movie was able to achieve them in 1978. Uh, namely, one thing I'm going to spoil here, because I think it's actually pretty well known. The only thing I'll spoil for you is there is a scene where a zombie fights a shark. And it's not a puppet shark. It's it's not like a Jaws situation where it's a robot. It's a literal real shark. It's like a nurse shark, giant, or not a nurse shark. It's like a giant. It looks like Jaws. It's a fuck, whatever that shark is. It's a fucking Jaws shark. It's real. And there's clearly like a <laughs> diver guy that they had in Italy. And they put zombie makeup on that guy. And he's fighting the shark under the water. And the way wow. it's shot, it's some of the most insane shit. I actually put a clip of it on our Instagram. So if you go to the Matt and Mark Movie Show Instagram, at the Matt and Mark Movie Show, you can see this clip. It's edited and cut. It's cut and shot so well that they they choose the correct points so that it really looks like the guy's going in on the shark, like biting it, trying to tear it up. And the shark's really biting him. They like cut away to these practical um, these practical pull away limbs. So when the shark like bites down and crunches, it could pull the guy's arm off. It is some of the most insane shit I've ever seen. And in a movie where a man, where a zombie fights a shark underwater, that's only like the fourth craziest thing in the movie. Like I sent Mark another clip that I won't reveal. That was one of the most insane practical effects I've ever seen in a movie. Just, just for sheer, just fucking gruesomeness. Um, I hadn't seen an effect like this. Lucio Fulci zombie. It is not for the squeamish. It's not for the faint of heart. Uh, if you're a horror fan and you somehow like me have hadn't seen it this whole time, you need to rectify that shit. It's on Shutter, 
um, and maybe some other places too, but I watched it on Shudder. It's part of their Essentials collection. If you go to Shudder is, um, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with Shudder because I love that they have Joe Bob and they did Elvira's 40th and they have all these cool original things, but their movie library kind of sucks. Like they lose rights to things really fast and, and you know, something will be there one month and all of a sudden it's not there anymore, you know, and this is an issue they have even with Joe Bob where like he'll review a movie and then they don't, they lose the rights to it. So now you can't even find that Joe Bob episode anymore. So it's kind of, it's kind of frustrating, but one thing they do do well is these, these essentials and they have these collections on their main page. And if you go to the shutter essentials collection, they have a fucking knockout list of like movies, basically that every horror fan needs to see before they die. And I, and Lucio Fulci zombies on there and it's on there for a reason. So I highly recommend it. Go check it out again. Not for the squeamish. So based on the uh, the circumstances of the film, like certain filming techniques, as you were mentioning, like an actual shark and such, you could say it's kind of spooky if you think about it. <laughs> God damn it. Just... <laughs> I, right I really thought, I was like, what's he going to come at me with? Yes. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, that you're was great. Perfectly timed. You're, you're you're think about um, and one more wreck for me. Um, another classic. Uh, this is one that I have seen before. I've seen many times before. It's become an annual Halloween tradition for me. I either kickstart my October with it or I end my October with it. And that is Mike Doherty's Trick or Treat. Uh, it's become one of my favorite movies, period. I think no other, even if it's a horror, spooky, whatever, like no other movie captures the feeling, look, aesthetics of Halloween night, like even better than the Halloween movies do than Trick or Treat does. It is it is Halloween on film. It's awesome. Um, I'm You guys also know I'm a sucker for anthology movies. Uh, and I love Sam, the little creepy pumpkin head mascot. Everything about Trick or Treat. I, I could waste a whole episode just telling you all the shit I love about Trick or Treat, but it's things that you already know. Uh, so I rewatched that. It's on HBO Max right now. Um, but if you have not seen it and you've heard about it or you want to give it a shot, I would warn you, to avoid the screen that pops up. I don't know how you would do this. Maybe get somebody else to press play for you because the screen they have on HBO Max, they picked this random behind the scene, behind the stuff scenes, behind the stuff picture. <laughs> they, they got a behind the stuff picture that gives something crucial away. Um, oh no, what the And fuck if is you wrong see the that? image, if you see the image, you will have something, especially for a first time viewer, you'll have something ruined for you. That's kind of big. Um, I, I won't say what it is, but if you can, again, I'm you sure everybody listening to this like show. <laughs> yeah. Again, I think get a buddy. Did I hit play yet? Did I hit it? Get your grandpa <laughs> to click play. <laughs> All right. Well, you'll notice that on my, I got an email. <laughs> yeah. and, Just uh, scan I the QR on, code. I, okay. Get migrate right to QR the app. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is this the behind the stuff scenes? <laughs> Just um, the behind the stuff scenes they put on Facebooks? But if you watch it on HBO Max, I don't know why they picked this image, but um, just get a buddy to hit play for you because it will spoil something. I thought you were just going to be like, get a buddy to hit play for you in Rage because they spoiled something. <laughs> yeah, they chose this behind the stuff picture. And um, you know what? Kind of spooky if you think about it. <laughs> Mark, you also have to end your wreck with that. All right, uh, yeah. over to Mark. Oh, no. Oh, wait, over to, oh, over to Andrew. Over to yeah, Andrew. Yeah, I, got, I, got a, Andrew, I got a couple of them. You're actually, the only yeah. guest that we allow to do wrecks on this show. I, what are I, the wrecks you also, brought? Also, Askbot's allowed to come to... out when Andrew's around, too. So he That's has right. Some... Aspot only comes yeah. out when Andrew's here. Well, that's because I'm, it's, he's got a thing you for know, you, it's Andrew. Kind of, it's kind of like it, 
you know what? I'm not an Assbot person, but Assbots love me. So <laughs> Assbot? They come out of the woodwork. I'm highly allergic to Assbots, but anything they love you, me. Anything to say? Happy Halloween, fuckface! <laughs> oh, thank you, Assbot. That's so nice of <laughs> He's you. He's so sweet. See, you're warming up to me. Um, so I've got a couple of different wrecks, if you don't mind me going through a Please, list. Please, go through I, them. Please. You, gotta... you always bring the... I, I, I like your wrecks because... They're not just limited to movies. You'll be like, I watched this fucking YouTube series. You'll be like some crazy shit. What's <laughs> on the Rex for you this time? Today, that is going to be on the menu. So the first one I always recommend to people that a lot of people do not see is one of uh, Peter Jackson's first movies, Ooh. Dead Alive. Yes. You ever yes. Seen Dead Alive? Awesome. Love that movie. Uh, contained for many years the single bloodiest scene in any movie. <laughs> Uh, literally, it used over 200 liters of fake blood to to make. Uh, it is goofy and weird. It is arguably one of the first zombies that existed. And uh, if you love sort of weird campy humor mixed with some really gory special effects and they're all physical, practical effects, you will like this movie. Just give it a shot. It's Peter Jackson's early work, and I cannot recommend it enough. I saw it when I was very young. So. I found out there's actually a name for that genre. Uh, it's called Splatstick. It's really? like slapstick, but it's called that's Splatstick. That's kind of hilarious. Yes, I actually, it started I actually a whole like subgenre unto itself. So thinking of Splatstick then, uh, I it is not necessarily a conventional horror series, but another one that I'm finding out more and more. A lot of people have not continued the series. So I would recommend the Blood and Cornetto trilogy. Oh yes, that is, that is the that is not only Shaun of the Dead, but it is also Hot Fuzz and World's End, which uh, arguably all of them have horror elements to them. They're all kind of a little spooky, have a little bit kind of spooky if you think about it, and they <laughs> have a subtle a subtle horror theme underneath everything, which is why it's called the Blood and Cornetto trilogy. But uh, if you've not checked out particularly the latter two, Hot Fuzz is one of my favorite movies of all time. I've watched that to death. In fact, on Twitch, all of my Twitch notifications are related to <laughs> Hot Fuzz in oh. some way. So, like, there's just a ridiculous amount of Hot Fuzz stuff on my Twitch stream. So that's it. that's a special affinity. Hot Fuzz is a movie that... Uh, my wife and I quote at least once a week. It is. Uh, it's. It's so good. <laughs> Great big bushy beard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Or it's, it's just a. What makes you think it was actually. murder? <laughs> <laughs> oh, piss off, grasshopper! Like that sort of thing. I love. Yeah, that's a crusty great, a, jugglers and <laughs> crusty jugglers. Oh, the greater good. The greater good is a great one to say. Um, but it, it, World's End was really underrated, in my opinion. Mark and I actually saw it in the theater in New York together ah, yes. many years ago. That was, was I love World's End. It does not it get talked about. It doesn't get talked about enough. It's just it's it's a weird, subtle humor behind it. It's not as in your face as like Shaun of the Dead was or even Hot Fuzz, but ser- it's, it's like still, their take on weird seventies sci fi movies almost. Yeah. And it really it it, yeah. it, it kind of comes to bat for that it's really really good i love the way it's cut together i love especially those like hong kong style fight sequences with uh with nick frost fucking tearing guys up in the bar it's amazing yeah i I actually saw a behind the stuff scenes behind the stuff stuff (laughs) behind the stuff scenes thing about how they they actually filmed these things and they actually did a lot of the stunts there was very little cgi used in a lot of these elements so they they used a lot of fun movie magic and and visual wow. tricks to to implement 
real physical interactions and stuff like and it was really cool it was just a really yeah there's he knows how to there's a great the bit where though. um yeah. simon Pegg keeps trying to fill his beer during a fight oh yeah and it keeps getting and like, he finally gets it he finally gets his pint filled and then somebody knocks it out of his hand and yeah. he's like oh yeah, fuck yeah. it's so fucking good man yeah it's such a it's such a edgar a, a wright can direct like a motherfucker I, edgar wright god is one of damn my favorite directors of all time i can't he wait for last night in soho I'm like I'm very excited for any project. He Are you worried character. about it at all? By I the mean, way, I think it's interesting because it's not technically his first horror movie, but it feels like it is. I wonder. Um, you know what? Every movie that guy's made has been good, so I have no oh, reason yeah. to doubt him. Why? But at the Are same you worried? Time, that trailer looks a bit sketch. Really? It looks like it has the potential to be terrible. <laughs> but I, I i know all his movies are fan fantastic but for some reason that trailer makes me a bit nervous i'm like oh no i love everything about that trailer movie. until the yeah. shadow people come out and then i'm yeah. like that doesn't look so good but everything else looks great and then it becomes the I next like wrath of man <laughs> also like we were talking about on our coming out here. <laughs> like we were talking about our candy man episode i like that sort of aping of one person in the mirror seeing someone else in the reflection yeah. it's interesting um, <laughs> it, it's interesting. Kind of spooky if you think about it. Kind of spooky. Kind of spooky. Sorry, this is exactly how it happens every time. Like one of us will. Well, bring up it's the part phrase, of the show now. Well, it will literally. <laughs> we, it's going to be really it. weird. Is when Andrew's not on and we're still doing it this month. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I now now in addition to the two film well the film series and the film that I had recommended, I also recommend two. Uh, I guess horror subgenre things. One of which is uh, Fear TV, which has been I've seen a couple of things on YouTube. It's a YouTube series where they provide free movies, free full-length movies, and some of them are absolute garbage, and some of them have some fun little <laughs> gems in there. I don't remember any of the titles. They're all very generic titles. Like let me, I, I have a, I have a couple. I'm gonna look it up, up there. See, it says like Dead End Demon, or A Haunted Dead in Texas, <laughs> or. Or what is Red. Dead End Demon about? Is that Con an actual conjuring one? the genie? Like, <laughs> so wait, wait. I, here's are one. these like direct to video movies? They're, they're, or something? they're movies released directly on YouTube. So they're just oh, like they're, they're okay. like direct to YouTube. Andrew, I can't believe oh, you left out. Wow. Be my cat. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to leave out. Be my cat. Be my cat. Can we review but one of you, these? <laughs> I, I will one hundred. If you guys want to do, by the way, if you want to do oh like a God. special episode where we. Like maybe each one of us takes one of these movies, yeah. And then we I'm will totally each down for that. We will each review it, yes, as like a little special horror thing. I would totally do that. I'm I totally love, down yeah, for that. This is great. A night's tour sounds amazing. There are <laughs> they are such campy. Oh my god, campy movies. Um, so, like I said, some of them have a little bit of gem, like 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 a little gem or two in there. But I love campy B movies, and this kind of fits that bill. So. Highly recommend checking out Fear TV if you're looking for full-length films just to just to kind of pass the time during spooky times. But if you're looking for good stuff, then I will recommend Oats Studios. Uh, oh, was, this is our old buddy Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, this was on YouTube originally, exclusively, uh, but now it's coming to Netflix, weirdly enough. I didn't know that that was a thing, like a deal they had out, but... Yeah, they're going to be coming to, to Netflix, and they are a like a horror film anthology. Some of the movies are a little longer, and some of them are quite short. I always recommend my favorite one, which is Zygote, which I think I actually 
showed to Mark uh, back in back in New York. Uh, many many moons ago. Many many moons ago, and I will not spoil anything for it, but it is definitely one of those movies where you just, as you're watching it, you kind of get that like, oh god, oh. <laughs> Like one of those feelings where you're just like, oh. now does does Neil Blomkamp direct every Oat Studios? I believe film? That it, I believe he um, has. If he's not directing exclusively, he has a hand in every uh-huh. uh, direction of the. It, it was like his baby. It was his whole thing. To because I think a lot of people after the whole thing, he was he was what District Nine, District Nine, right? Yes, he was thing. District yeah. Nine, Elysium, and I, Chappie. And I, think a lot of people kind of doubted his filmmaking prowess after those because uh they were just they were fun films i i mean i didn't have any issue with them, i think but they I were think, box office bombs right yeah right yeah elysium and, and chappie both that, tanked pretty hard i think a lot of people were just like oh these are these are weird and obscure so i don't like this but he decided well, to his say, latest well, you know film what? got like how much <laughs> yeah demonic got tore up man and mark actually saw it yeah it wasn't oh, to be honest. It wasn't bad, but it did suffer from the low budget because oh, there were some a... cool things that they could have explored. But I think they ran out of money. Thinking of um, thinking of uh, uh, things on Netflix, by the way, did you guys see I Am Mother? Yes, the uh, yes, robot that's movie. One of my favorite movies, the, the, actually. The, the, yeah. the robot. Now that I again, holy I can, crap, that is. I good. would say I would say that that could also be a recommendation that fits in because it is kind of like that weird sci-fi. Yeah, that's definitely a sci-fi horror, horror for sure. You know, like where it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it, I kind of got the feeling when watching Alien, and uh, if anybody does, it, it, if I've not mentioned this before, Alien has always made me very uneasy. The whole Alien franchise always makes me feel super uneasy, and I kind of got that same feeling from I Am Mother. So there's. Yeah, I just wanted to. Um, I'm sharing my screen with these guys. Um, I just wanted to see. It's so crazy that Oat Studios is now going to be a Netflix thing. They're treating it like an anthology series. Um, Are they expanding on it, or they just bought? That's what I'm wondering because I think um, they're supposed to have a second season to it. Oh, yeah, cool. Right now, just yeah, one Netflix season. Netflix is buying a bunch of shit, and they're buying like game studios, right? They're they going to be doing some crazy Whoa. shit. Yeah. Well, there's some. Did you guys see? Wait a minute. This is. I don't want to crash your Rex, Andrew, but I have to break something up. Did you guys see on Netflix? I'm gonna fucking twofold double down. At first, I was like, "Is this?" You know how when you let my TV does a thing where, like, if you pause on Netflix too long, it cuts to like a, a sort of preview slideshow of like coming to Netflix, this thing, this other thing. Okay, during that, I was struck by the image of something called Escape the Undertaker, and this is the Undertaker wrestler. And this is what I got from the image at first. I, at first, I was like, is this a movie where The Undertaker is playing himself, like playing his character? And because at the bottom of the poster, there are three black guys running out of a house. And I was like, is this a movie where The Undertaker is haunting a house and three black guys have to escape? Okay, wait a minute. It gets better. I realized it's not a movie. It's a show. Wait a minute. It gets better. I don't think it's a regular show. I don't think it's like a scripted show. I think it's like a fucking interactive thing like kind of like when black mirror did the interactive episode where you're playing it like a game and you have to go into this house where the undertaker is and you have to escape the undertaker and if you don't think i'm doing that you cray because i'm gonna fucking jump all over it that sounds fantastic i actually that that kind of ties into so i'm uh, i'm gonna flex my pro wrestling muscle because it is one of my guilty pleasures but i will say that uh in the past few years uh, i feel like Many people feel as though Undertaker <laughs> had that. diminished his his uh, 
the the pillar of of uh, uh, quality matches that he used to put on because they think he has overstayed his welcome, so to speak. So, because he can't move as well, I mean, the guy's like over 50 now, so he can't move as well. He had two knee replacements before the age of 46, so fun fact. Jesus. He also had a hip replaced, I think. I think he actually might have both replaced now. Oh, shit, dude, this premieres tomorrow. Yeah, we better catch on that shit. Uh It's a (laughs) half-hour interactive horror film. Wait, should we watch the trailer together? I mean, if you want to. Let's watch the trailer. Ooh. dark arts and uncovered many unnatural forces but none compared to the urn's powers so are those guys wait a minute so I love you, those guys. You know They're wrestlers. Awesome. Are those guys yeah. wrestlers? Yeah, those are. That's the New Day. That's one of the best tag teams that they've ever had. Ever. Uh-huh. They have WWE. the best merchandise too. Yeah, they do. Did you see like the cereal and all the other crazy yep. shit? They have? The New Day. Awesome. Oh, to consume the souls yep. of the good. Is like the visited. We want to add the power of the urn to the power of positivity because then we'd be unstoppable. <laughs> What I, I love that they are in this. Hey. I love this. This is fantastic. Will force you. Dude. Oh my okay, god. Wait. I'm so, so here, excited now. Here in these options, right? Wow. Here come the interactive options. It's like follow whispers, follow fog, follow lights. I'm going to fucking play this, man. I cannot I wait to play this. Confront your deepest, darkest fears. Who has a morgue in their house? I mean, it is the Undertaker. <laughs> yes, it's Undertaker's fog. I ain't touching it. All right, it's fine. See? God. Oh shit! Oh, Jesus Brave enough to wield my urn. The choice is yours. That is an uncomfortable saying. Are you brave enough to wield my urn? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was his whole. Oh, you Would you like me to smell the contents of my urn all over your face? I think you're brave enough to face more fear. The choice is yours. Did you see how easy they so made it excited. for him to like bury that guy? Like the coffin was still above the <laughs> oh, ground and so, he was just so, tossing dirt on it. That, okay, that actually there's two. My back hurts. I'm terrifying there's, though. There's two things of this. One of which was they used to have um, a a buried buried alive match that they used to do many years ago, uh, where you actually physically had to get your opponent into a coffin, and in order to officially be Buried alive, they had to shovel at least one shovel full of dirt on top of the the coffin, and that was considered buried alive. So I think wow, that that's, that's what really that's... lame. Yeah, <laughs> there's oh, there's there are so many lame match types, dude. <laughs> what? Job well done. That's why they call me the Undertaker. Having to dig while getting his oh, ass kicked. You go into the graveyard and there's just a bunch of digs faster. There's, you just go into a graveyard, there's a bunch of exposed caskets everywhere with one shovel full of dirt on top. And it's Look like, at all these people I've buried alive. <laughs> and he looks and they're all fucking gone. <laughs> oh, where'd they go? <laughs> he can't, I love it, he can't bury them. He's like, as a personal favor to me, don't escape in the middle of the night. Just <laughs> lay here. They, this is an honor system. 
kind of spooky if you think about it. <laughs> so the thing is, they they actually this this series. My speculation from it, and I, I have no idea if this is true or not. But this is not our Undertaker. This is not this our is Undertaker. No, years multiverse ago, Undertaker. when they started figuring out that the Undertaker couldn't wrestle in person as well anymore because he was just old. And he's just beat up, and no one blames him for giving over twenty years of his body to this whole freaking, you know what I mean? Like it's just, he's allowed to be worn out and they did what was called like a narrative structure match. Uh, so they kind of did it, did a really campy over the top match in particular with, I think it was AJ styles is who he was fighting against. And it was like a scripted, almost like filmed match. It was almost like you were watching like a little mini horror episode play out. So it took place on this little compound, like in this little compound on like at a building and like Undertaker had like mystical powers where he could like transport from one spot to another spot and everything. It was the campiest shit in the world and it was super well received. It was really, and I'm one of those people. I was at first, I was like, this is so stupid. I absolutely love it. This is the dumbest shit. I'm very happy I'm watching this. And uh, people really liked it and it was really well done. So I think that they they like that kind of structure of storytelling and he, they they think that the undertaker comes across well that way and they decided to make a whole freaking Netflix series well, based I'm, on the same damn thing. I'm not a cool. I don't keep up I mean I think wrestlers are fun and I'll watch a wrestling match where like I don't keep up with wrestling. I clearly don't even know who like basic wrestlers are. Don't pretend to know wrestling. But what I do love is like silly these like interactive games that netflix does are so fun even if i don't even like what they're doing like even if i'm not a fan of the show that they make one for i'll play them uh because they <laughs> i always have a blast with them they're just like wait do they have weird... a bunch of these yeah there's a few black mirror did a couple there's a kimmy schmidt uh there was a kimmy schmidt interactive movie that was really fun um and there's one other one i played but they're all... oh oh it was a um it was like bear grills or somebody like that it was like it was like a survivor you get man to choose what guy. he eats well, he testicles, no, dude, it was a piece ba- of shit, It was basically eyeball. like, take this path or this path, hang on to ledge or drop down. It was shit like that. Um, and it's really fun because it al- just like you a video game, it allows you to grills. die, <laughs> right? It, it allows you to make uh, choices, and it's it's really fun. It's just cheeky and weird enough that I'm just happy to do it. Like, it's something I'm happy to waste time with. So count me the fuck in, because the premise looks ridiculous. It's your Undertaker guy, like, fucking put, putting dirt on people. Let's do it. <laughs> Fuck it, man. I'm in. You have me. I'm. I'm gonna play it. Down to clown, as they say. You're down. You're down to clown. There's like I said. There. There are no Instagram <laughs> questions this week because Instagram was down. <laughs> so um, I we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, Andrew, thank you for joining us. Tell us where. Well, I know people know you, but tell us once again where the people can find you on the internet. And if they're okay. in New York Comic Con, where they can find you? Yeah, sure. New York. So, no, so New York Comic Con is coming weekend. That's why I believe the eighth, ninth, and tenth. I'm supposed to be there. I might not be there on Sunday because depending on whether or not uh, there's uh, anyone left to actually visit and see and anything worthwhile there, I might just skip it. But definitely there Friday. Definitely there Saturday. Gonna be dressed as a Viking on Friday. Viking one. Viking Force one. And uh, Green Arrow on Saturday. So if you see me wandering around, uh, you are more than welcome to come up, say hi, get, get a photo. We can even send it to these guys over here. And Fuck sure yes, the- tag us. Oh, we yes, will, we will put that shit up on the Instagram for sure. And uh, then the uh, 
Would you uh, like to take a promotional pop socket with you? <laughs> we have many of those. <laughs> Green Arrow endorses I put, I the pop like socket. A, like I have my own little business. It's card, a collaboration. Like, like filling out the po- like like on the pop socket. Like a, here's an autograph, and here's also like a, a, a cool podcast you can check out. <laughs> they um so so and you can find me. Uh, nice segue uh, at. Mr. Suspicious on Instagram. So if you want to see what I'll look like, you can keep an eye out for me there. And uh, also, I'm a Twitch streamer. It's at Mr. Suspicious on Twitch as well. And so if you're ever bored, you want to come check out and watch me suck at video games as much as I suck at talking about movies. It's great. It's a good time. And uh, then I also still have. You're actually very good at it, Andrew. Yeah. Stop insulting yourself. And he's been doing he's been doing fun theme days lately, like a Don't Starve Sunday and Wild West Wednesday. No, we got Rootin' Tootin' Tuesday. Oh, there you go, Rootin' Tootin' Tuesday. Yeah. So if you want to come and see me be a cowpoke, you can come on Tuesday and see how I shoot him up. But uh, and then <laughs> the last thing is I do still have a movie review show that is coming back. We're in the process of working oh. on that one. Uh, we went oh, kind nice. of on hiatus after the whole freaking pandemic situation, and so now we're figuring out our best way forward. But not your story on YouTube. If, uh, apparently, I just do everything for, out of <laughs> and, Oh, you know what? I'm going to learn to do this this time. I'm going to do this for a while. <laughs> Uh, well, no, that's um, awesome. that's we, good. it's always a blast when you show up, Andrew. And just so you guys know, in the show notes, I usually link to our guests, uh, Instagram. Uh, so Mr. Suspicious's Instagram link is actually in the show notes of this episode. So you can oh, just click through and find his profile and, um, check out all his cosplay pics, give him a follow if you're not already following. And especially if you're going to go to New York comic con and you want to check the man out, definitely give him a follow so you can keep tabs on him. Where's he going to be? Just maybe d- give him a DM about the behind the stuff. Behind the After stuff. I got some behind the stuffs for just you. Don't, just don't try to take photos with me while I'm eating something. That's like the worst cardinal <laughs> sin you can do for any cosplayer. You're just like, <laughs> you're, dis- you're half disassembled and you're just like putting a burrito in your face. I'm like, can I take a picture? And I'm like, like oh, sure. Oh. You start to put everything back on. And then they're just like, oh, it's fine. They take a picture like while you're like, ha. <laughs> you got it like crammed in your face. Like, this is the best. Green Arrow's day off, you know, like that, that's what you should do for your uh, your Instagram account. Just have it all of those photos. <laughs> like, like, a se- like a whole series of me. Yeah, it's like you half in the bathroom, you eating a burrito, you <laughs> in the parking lot trying to like pick up something you dropped. <laughs> oh my god. Like, that's actually the funniest thing. It's him like, putting his pin his pin number in at an ATM. <laughs> There's, hey! there's uh, one of the funniest jokes is when a cosplayer drops something, which one picks him up, and you have to like look around at each other, like, okay, who has the least amount of shit? Who has the like the strongest knees? All right, you kind of oh you kind of look like you can crouch down. Can you grab that pass for me real quick? I I, I physically cannot bend. So maybe what we'll do next year is uh, if things are more normalized, maybe we'll send either Mark or I to New York Comic Con to cosplay as Assbot. Oh my, oh my god, god that would be amazing. I, I will be I will one hundred percent forgo be, being in cosplay to be a cosplay handler for the day. I will I will definitely oh, cool. I will definitely kite you around as Asbot. Yes. Asbot going to make his New York Comic Con appearance next year. <laughs> you heard it on the internet and the internet is forever. So that's, that's right. That, that's canon now. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you. Uh we'll be here next week for more spoopy fun. Sweet!
that about wraps it up for us on our first ever spoopy episode. We're going to have spoopy episodes all month, so definitely tune in because uh, we're going to have more spooky surprises. Uh, big thanks again to our friend Mistress Suspicious for joining us. If you like what we do here, please consider leaving us a rating and a review, especially a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, but wherever you download our pod, if you would give us a like, a subscribe, a rating, whatever you want to do, we would greatly appreciate it. You can also email us at mattandmarkmovieshow at gmail.com. That's M-A-T-T-A-N-D. Markmovieshow at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram at the Matt and Mark Movie Show. Next week, it's a spoopy episode, and hopefully it's not a poopy movie. We'll be talking No Time to Die. 007, Daniel Craig's last outing. Let's see if he's got it. Got got one good one in the tank. Uh, that's not Casino Royale. All right. Anyway, have a great rest of the week. Thanks, guys. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.